Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Trenches Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, this sports program starts now. Football! Has not happened on the last couple of evenings, but tonight I will tell you what, the Jacksonville State University Gamecocks will be playing must-watch television. For the first time, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. We will bet on them. What's going on around the sports world, though? Uh, I don't know. How about electricity everywhere? Yeah. Last night, there was MLB. Massive game. Congrats to the Arizona Dodgers. Backs. Yeah. That's right. Beating our Phil- beating our Philadelphia Phillies. Your. And I've been saying this whole time, don't let Arizona get hot. They might go into Philadelphia and win back-to-back what? nights to steal a series yeah. from the Philadelphia series uh, from Philadelphia Phillies and get themselves into the World Series starting on Friday. Not only was it a big-time MLB night last night, it was a massive NBA evening. Yeah. The NBA tipped off. There's some storylines coming out of there with fans being awesome mm-hmm. in Denver. Cannot wait to break that whole thing down. And then, obviously, the NHL debuted its frozen frenzy uh-huh. with Bucci Gross and Kevin Weeksy on ESPN2 and ESPN. ESPN Plus. It was like a historic evening for the NHL where every single team played. That is not normal. Normally it's split up amongst the week. They had how many different goal scores? Like 93? 93, yep. yeah. 93 unique goal scores, which is the second most in the history of a one day uh, for the NHL. 102 goals, 6.4 goals per game. I mean, it was electrifying. Congrats to ESPN, Bucci Gross, and Weeksy launching something that's beautiful. Way to go, boys. I think the hockey purists hated it. Uh, because you weren't able to keep up with one particular game. But I think a lot of the casual fans were introduced to a lot of teams and a lot of players very quickly. I enjoyed it. So applaud the hell out of them being innovative and trying to spread the game. Speaking of that, not only do we have Hockey is Awesome segment happening here in a little bit, Ooh. we also have Austin Matthews of Ooh. Toronto Maple Leafs, fresh Whoa. off of a goal and an assist last night in a massive win over the Capitals. He'll be joining us at 1245. Now, maybe. We'll see. That has moved. Hopefully. They just had a big game last night. They got meetings today. The NHL life is not an easy one. They're on the road. They're napping. They're not napping. They're sleeping. They're playing. They're grinding. They're right. hurting. They're back. They're right. on the ice. So we believe Austin Matthews will be around 1245. We're very excited to chat with him. We'll also have J.J. Watt today. What? Bobby Carpenter today. What? Amanda Serrano today. What? And the Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. You're wearing a really cool shirt. Is that because Argo Land has been found? Well, I mean, that is groundbreaking. I'm, I'm glad he brought it up. The continent we've all been looking for for the last 155 million years. But no, I, this is not. This actually was just kind of like uh, haven't worn this one yet. Not an animal. It's the moon under the moon. It's kind of cool. No other thought around it. Well, there's not a lot of thought around a lot of things around here. Well, this Argo Lamb thing, though, really uh, game changing, man. Scientists have found the lost continent Argo Land. We've been looking for 155 million years for this thing. Yeah! Thank Found God. Found it! We did it! Found it! I'm happy the modern technology was able to figure out this thing that existed before Pangea, allegedly. You know, <laughs> None of us have ever heard of this, obviously, but the more we learn, the less we understand. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Argoland doing its thing, though. Love you, Argoland. Man, I bet it was tough times back then, Argoland. They, oh. they didn't even have internet. You know? Yeah, that was a tough They didn't even have electricity. I don't even think they had beds. I don't even know if somebody put leaves on a rock to make seats more comfortable at that time. Doubt it. So I'm excited to see how Argoland really comes together and what type of structures they had. Yeah. Because, you know, there's these people with these new uh, lasers and stuff. They're just mm-hmm. walking around. They're like, 
this is where an entire civilization lived. If you were to dig down here, there'd be towns that have been covered up. It's like, how long are they living? Well, 100, 200 million years. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, how do we know that? We're just uh, shot in the dark. Well, if you count the amount of rings in the tree that is carbon down there. Dating. And then a carbon, it's oh. like, I don't believe anything. But I'm pumped that we found Argo Land. Just like Legoland, it's where dreams come true. Speaking of dreams coming true, one half of the hammer, Damn. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. You've been fascinated by Argo Land since you heard about it. Yeah, I have questions. Um, how long has it been missing? 155 million years. I haven't heard about it. I would have been on a search party if you would have got me a little bit he, younger, but oh, now I'm not, not at the point. We're not the best mathematicians around. People have been around for like two million years, something like that. So who was looking <laughs> for it for the other 148 million years? Well, That's see, it, it is what you said right. You don't know. Yeah, because they they actually change when the universe. Yeah, I was do created. know. Bones tell us how. Yeah, long. but every new dinosaur that gets dug up in some new place, we. <laughs> I'm not a lot. talking about dino bones. Well, if you talk about dinos, you're talking about cave people. Yeah. Because I don't want to be sexist. Because people have been sexist for a long time. They always said caveman. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Well, how is that possible? Can't be. Nope. They have to have. You I know saw what an I mean? article yesterday that actually it, they found that cave women also were hunters as well, not yeah. just gatherers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. What are we talking about? Some Back the in the best. cave people yeah. days. Yeah. They used to do what they had to do to exactly. survive. Thank you. Old school, it's a blue-collar group. Yes. Those yeah. Those cave people. Rust Belt. I don't... I Anyways, don't like uh, it sounds like you're out on the Argo yep. land. I'm not. Scientists said it. Bro Bible reported it. Obviously, it's real. <laughs> uh, man who played in the NFL for 12 years, Super Bowl champion, uh, player and coach, looks really cool with the Henley today. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, truly. AQ Shiflet. AQ. Big fashion guy. Yeah, you do. You look really good. Who's doing the shopping for you? Is this you? No. Is the oh, wife. Oh, you have it. Oh, little wife, little Mistress? wife's friend. Oh. You got a you have a stylist? Yep. Wow. Whoa! Is that right? This guy's got a stylist. Professional shopper, yeah. Yeah, I heard you earlier, uh, a guy who has a professional shopper and is down seventy pounds from back when you used to be a cave person <laughs> and move other people and everything <laughs> That's like exactly that. That's exactly right. Um, you said something about the Arizona Diamondbacks. You live five minutes from that stadium. I've never heard him say the word Diamondback no, in my life. Nope. That's a lie. I've been talking about it for six months. Oh, shit. Talking about what? The Diamondbacks. You told us about Listen, rattlesnakes when we came out. Three months yeah. ago, they traded for SeaWorld. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the guy, right? Yeah, SeaWorld. Yeah. Came in, he killed it last night. He was unbelievable. <laughs> He's a beast. He's yeah. a guy. He's really flipped the entire town over there. Unbelievable. It's become a baseball a community over what there. What a team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait to go. Cheapest World Series ticket ever. 27 bucks was the ticket price that was available at one point. Now, <laughs> now they're in the World Series. We're not in the same timeline. Those prices have gone yeah. up, especially over there in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you going to a game? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm the biggest fan in Phoenix. I've been saying this for six months. What are we talking about? All right, way to go, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for your Diamondbacks. Yeah, me too. Now, your dad, massive Pirates fan, right? He's going to be mad about you saying what you're just saying right now? Oh. He's... Remember the scar I had last week on the head? That's what he's doing right now. He's banging his head against the wall. Yeah, his dad actually one of the only Pittsburgh Pirates fans in Pittsburgh. Whole life? Like, whole life. Forever. Oh. For how many games are in a season? 162. 162. So, you hang out with AQ just randomly during those 162 games, whenever they are, and he'll just get a text from his dad. It'll be like 2.30 in the afternoon and be like, uh, fly the flag or something. Or, uh, what's he say? No, I, I get the videos. Raise the Jolly Roger. There it is. Raise the Jolly Roger. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, I guess they started at 11 today? How's that game already over? It's like, yeah, yeah I'm an afternoon game. I guess we, yeah. uh, the Pirates just won every single time. So, now he's heard that his seed has become a Diamondback fan. Not and ever. we have never heard that out of you, but no. we are incredibly pumped for them because – there was people that have followed the MLB for a long time that said, this team's got no shot. Yeah. Chris Mad Dog Russo, oh. he said, I'll retire. He I'll did. quit. Yeah. I will stop doing what I'm doing. Whoa. If the Diamondbacks are able to go into Philadelphia and win back-to-back games, game six and game seven, to kind of clear this thing out. 
They did. Mm-hmm. And Chris Mad Dog Russo was on Howard Stern this morning and said, I'm a liar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. I'm a liar. I'm not, not going to do that. I was being dramatic. But nobody was giving them hope against this Phillies team. And it makes sense after what I saw. I don't know much about baseball. But why was this Diamondbacks team, Diamondbacks team being talked about as if they had no shot against this Phillies team? You just look at like the Phillies lineup and their pitching. It's just like the Diamondbacks just aren't as good. The Diamondbacks went, I think, 84 and like 78 in the regular season. So they're barely 500. Like the Phillies play in one of the toughest divisions in baseball and they've been really hot right now but I mean I said a couple weeks ago you know like the Phillies were the team of destiny I should have known like the Diamondbacks were kind of staring at us the entire time that was the team of destiny their payroll is like just a little over a hundred million dollars so can can you give us some comparisons yeah so like uh, I don't know what the Phillies is but like the Mets this year like their payroll to start the season was like I think 355 million dollars like so like Hmm. they they basically have homegrown talent. They have young guys who are producing, and it's just very rarely does a team like that beat a team like the Phillies who can go and, and spend these massive amounts of money in free agency to get guys because, I mean, although Arizona's awesome, like they just have, have never been – they haven't been good like that since like the early 2000s where like big free agent names would want to go sign with And them. who's SeaWorld? Yeah, he's the closer. Well, Pocket traded from Seattle. Pocket's closer. His name's SeaWorld. It's not yeah. SeaWorld. It's close. Close. It's what, close. What, what is it? He's SeaWorld to me. You, because you see the world Big with this fan. guy. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, because this guy's making you see the world. Him and Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle's the other uh, the setup guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Ginkle was a dog. I Ginkle. saw him coming yeah. and do his thing Miami last night. Dolphins. Yeah. Ginkle plays yeah. baseball. No, just Ginky. This is <laughs> yeah. just Ginky, oh, okay. not Van Ginky. I was gonna say this dude came in though in an interesting situation. There was a couple interesting situations that people were put into last oh, night. Oh yeah. There was a guy who had a two pitch inning or whatever. He got mm-hmm. subbed in. Phillies had bases loaded. This guy comes in. It's like okay, congratulations. Your whole season right now relies upon you being warm enough to come out of the dugout or whatever. And if they hit a bomb on you right now... Yeah, you're done. You're done. Season's over. <laughs> you're done. Your entire season... Your off season's going to be miserable. That's all you're going to be thinking about. This guy got out. I think he made somebody fly out or something like that. But it was a lot of... It was good baseball. It was. Mm-hmm. It was tough to pay attention to because the boys were going to kill my team that we were pulling for, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Also, we will not have Bryce Harper on today. Damn it. Because they lost. There was a chance he was yeah. going to come on. Yeah. I hope you're happy with SeaWorld. Uh, joining yeah. us, nine-year NFL vet. Absolute stallion of a man. A stud, Darius J. Butler. Deba, last night, a lot of sports. We had the NBA tip off, a lot of yep. games. We had the NHL Frozen Frenzy. I know everybody was checking that out, had to. Uh, there was a lot that popped off last night in the, uh, in the NHL. Totally. Cannot wait. To, they actually promoted that Austin Matthews was coming on show today. Yeah. Apparently. And then there was a time where he was not coming on show today. No. Correct. So that was a very fascinating little beginning to a relationship. We're very excited that he is making his time on here. And then, obviously, the baseball took place. What did you do last night? What you watch and what caught your eye, Deba? Watched some basketball, oh, caught yeah. some of the Lakers-Nuggets game, and then uh, the Suns-Warriors. And then also had to, obviously, catch well, Panthers get a dub last night, Obviously. 3-1. Yeah, I saw the Florida Panthers doing their thing. Really? And you're, you're a big fan of the hockey. Huge fan. Always have been. Always. Love the Florida Panthers. Love them. You know, there's a couple good things happened with the Florida Panthers last night. I think they will be broadcasted on Hockey is Awesome just a little bit later with Kachuk being an absolute right. dog. Yep. His Swaggy. brother. Swaggy got yeah, on the dog. Bob yeah. was a dog in the net, obviously, but Swaggy got one. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great team you have down there. Just can never win in the end. No, no. no. Yeah, isn't that kind of the, the – it feels like change. that's the Florida Panthers yeah, yeah. issue. Miami in general. In the end. What's that? Kind of get embarrassed in the end. We remember the you know game-clinching – yeah, you got yeah. Yeah, a little wagon. Gave up about seven goals. And nice, we're got laughed out of the toughest barn but, in the NHL. Hey, we did 
we accomplished something. Yeah, we, put that, we put that in the rack. Yeah, you yeah. ruined the greatest regular season in the history of hockey, which is what the Boston Bruins were able to accomplish last year. That's why that pasta jersey's hanging, because that guy right over there at the talks table with yeah. the mullet was very loud all hockey season mm-hmm. because that Boston Bruins team did have the greatest mm-hmm. regular season. Now, there is a debate because yep. shootouts and overtime, yep. teams were forced to take ties instead of getting wins not too long ago. So would the Detroit Red Wings, I believe, was the team, yep. end up with more wins then the Boston Bruins in a regular season, if they want to shoot out, definitely a maybe, chance. Maybe, yes, maybe. Definitely For a sure. chance. Okay, so we'll say the Red Wings era of hockey is one era, and then the Bruins era is a different one. Okay, and I think yours is like 13 years or something uh, no, like 2004, that. 2004, 2005? Uh, whatever, 2008, I think maybe two, uh, 15 uh, years, whatever it is. I mean, that was a long 2006, time. 2006, after the lockout. 2000, all right, so in the middle, we meet in the middle there. Classic. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the most classic our show yeah. thing yeah. Uh-huh. of well all done. time. We well found done. the yeah. answer there. Well, the answer is normal. Right there in the middle. Uh-huh. You yep. know, if you listen long enough, That's you right. will find it in there. But the Boston Bruins were supposed to be the greatest team, yeah. the team of destiny, the greatest regular season. And then the Florida Panthers said, "Get the hell out of here. Yeah. See yeah. you later. Yeah. That ain't it." And then we hung this uh, hung this jersey to commemorate the greatest regular season of all time up there in New England. Hell yeah! You guys were so good during the regular season. Yeah, we were. It was a hell of a year, and now we're six and zero now. One of the two undefeated teams with the Vegas Golden Knights. And you know, for D. Butt to come up here and say that his entire hockey fandom life, he can just go back and say, at least we beat the Boston Bruins. That means a lot to me. Because that means, you know, teams still value and they get up for those games. But let's not just stop at hockey. I mean, the Miami Heat lost in the finals. Obviously, the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. enter Miami with Methy. They uh, did not even make it. Yeah, yeah. So Miami has kind of Miami taken Hurricanes in the Final Four. Yeah, they lost as Not well. as tough as Philly, what Philly's run is, but close. That was in women's yeah. basketball too, right? Didn't well, the women's? Uh, I think the women's Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah they, they went far. Did, Elite, eight, oh. Elite Eight, I think, maybe. Yeah, and they, they beat Indiana, right? FAU, What's happening? Miami can't close? FAU, What's, FAU lost in the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Getting there, close. This year's you take the next Close step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the NBA because it tipped off last night, and we happen to be a little bit a part mm-hmm. of one of the biggest yeah. stories of opening night. <laughs> so if you got a chance to watch the Denver Nuggets fans last night, they put on a show. They did. They mm-hmm. put on a damn show. And I think this is something that we need more of in sports. We need fans buying into the storylines, understanding that they are a weapon, understanding that home court, home field advantage is a very real thing. Not just with sound affecting communication on the court or on the field, but with mental warfare. Let people know how they should feel when they come into your house. And if you do recall, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers got a little chirpy last year, didn't they? On our particular program, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, who came on before the parade, but after the championship was won, had had this to say about how, you know, the Lakers potentially handled losing to the Nuggets. Speaking of the Lakers, I just want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring, so don't tell anybody. (laughs) You love your house, Coach. You love it. Coach, let's take the conversation away from the championship. Let's talk about the coach retiring. If you do recall, after LeBron and the Lakers lost to the Nuggets, LeBron floated that he might think about retiring. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a conversation about the Nuggets beating the Lakers. It was more so about, is LeBron James going to retire? And then you go to the Denver Nuggets parade. If you remember, the parade was something that Joker had no idea was going to happen. Joker was informed of the parade after winning the championship, and he said, oh, no, who tell... 
somebody tell horse, I don't want to do parade. Okay. And then he gets to parade, and he do parade yep. good. Mm -hmm. Denver Nuggets do parade really good. <laughs> so good that Vic Lombardi, who I believe is one of the radio show hosts over there in Denver, and I assume the voice of the Denver Nuggets, in his bio on his Twitter, it says, started as a sweat mopper for the Denver Nuggets. So I assume he used to be an intern, equipment manager, long day, tied into the city. At the end of the parade, after the boys had had their fun, and Michael Malone certainly had digested a couple oh, things yeah. that made him feel a certain way. Sure. He was introduced by this man named Vic Lombardi this way. He came into this world as the son of a coach, but in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. Okay, so Vic Lombardi thought bars right there, yeah, yeah. and he can't spell Lombardi without bar, yeah, which is right there yeah. in the middle. And that guy with the hat on and sunglasses in the chain, that is the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> that is the guy who was having a good old time behind old Vic Lombardi. So then you have to wonder yourself, wow, they're chirping a lot. They're taking a little victory lap here. How's it being received on the other side? Well, shortly after that, LeBron James, who was over in France, I believe, waving a green flag at a race and everything, he put on his Instagram, he goes, in Europe for the past few weeks, mind my business. And I hear, I'm on your mind that much, huh? I mean, I guess I see why, shrug. But wave the flag on these lames. Oh. Please make being player cool again because the lame machine is at an all-time high. Enjoy your life, but just know... I'm the sun. <laughs> I stay on forever. Bar there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So then also, let's listen to what Anthony Davis had to say at the media day to start this particular season on why maybe they heard what the Nuggets were saying and how they're feeling about it. It was just a lot of, like, the talking and all the Lakers. That, like, it was just so much of that going on. Like, all right, we get it, y'all won. But, you know, I think, you know, me and Brian had some conversations like, we can't wait. Yeah. You know, like, and then LeBron said, like, yeah, in due time, we will address Can't those wait. things. And we were looking forward to this opening night. Yeah. And let me tell you how this opening night ended. How's that? Vic Lombardi's bar yeah. was getting quoted from everybody at 5,200 feet above sea yeah. level. Listen to this last night as the time ticked away with another Nuggets win over the Lakers. Vincent on top. Also in the contest is Maxwell Lewis. Oh. Young players. To the Nuggets fans, we say, bravo. <laughs> wow. Bravo. Hell yeah. That is how fans are supposed to act yeah. in sports. Yeah. That is how arenas are supposed to be. All the way behind your boys, definitely trying to, you know, baffle the other side mm -hmm. a little bit and understanding you can have an effect and also enjoy the hell out of what your team did for the first time in the franchise's history, which is win a championship. I loved watching that last night. And I love this little storyline that's brewing between yeah. these two. Love it. A little rivalry. You know, obviously, Braun been around a long time, 21 years. AD coming in, talking about, oh, can't wait. And then for him to disappear, not mm. score a point in the second half, extremely disappointing. But Joker picking up right where he left off. Jamal Murray doing his thing. Uh, the team, they just look like they're primed to make another run. Uh, you know, now the Suns look good, too, but the Nuggets look well in position to make another run. Yeah, Denver sure. Booker or Devin Booker had a hilarious yep. quote about, what do you have to say uh, to the naysayers after what you guys just did? I don't talk to them. So, all yeah. guys like, that's a great answer. Yeah. I've never heard that answer. I appreciate that answer. But when you're talking about the Nuggets, you're talking about the Lakers, you're talking about one of the greatest of all time. AQ, I know you believe this. LeBron James, greatest basketball player of all time. He's at 40, <laughs> 40 years old. He's going to have his team right back in this thing at the end. And I think we're going to see this Nuggets-Lakers rivalry continue throughout the entire season. LeBron said um, after the game that 
classic team quote, right? It was, oh, yeah. Uh, Big week. Well, I did. I did what I did in my 29 minutes. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of what we just saw last night. So what are you saying about LeBron James? I don't think uh, AQ thinks LeBron's. No. We yeah, do you don't like LeBron. I'm a, what's I'm your a, deal? I'm, I think you're either a Jordan guy or a LeBron guy, right? Isn't that the way it works? No. Oh, yeah. oh, two different sports. No. No, two different sports. Two different sports. They were playing two different sports. Jordan dominated both. I agree with you, though. They're... I don't know about that, but like what Zito said, but like, yeah, Diggs also known hater, but like the, (laughs) the entirety of it all for me is Jordan was playing a different sport than LeBron's playing. Completely different sport. I learned that whenever I watched The Last Dance. And I saw some right. big six foot seven white dribbling like this. And I saw somebody pick his pocket. And they're like, wow, what a defensive play. It's like, <laughs> I could steal a ball from that guy in this era. Not Jordan's fault that that's where basketball was. Not their fault at all. It's just he's evolved. And I think Jordan would do great in this era. And I think LeBron would have done great in that era. Yeah. So I just think it's not a conversation of like if or if. It's more so like, let's just appreciate greatness when it's there. He's put up 29. Come on. He reminded you he put up 29 last yeah, night. Yeah, he, he let us know. Yeah, he absolutely did. Yes, he did. You don't agree with the two different sports. Well, I think Bill Lambeer, um, you know, I don't think you're seeing Bill Lambeer come across the lane and clothesline in LeBron these days. You don't think six foot eight, two hundred and seventy pound LeBron? James? All I see is him flop. I think he'll be all right. You don't think he? Uh, you see him flopping because that's the game flopping. now. You don't think he would have been able to go through high school in that era, go through college in that era, and then come into the NBA bigger than Lambeer and say, "Hey, who's your daddy?" You don't <laughs> think that's happening? I don't. We can have a civilized conversation here. I don't. That's why I text you every time I see something. Yeah, anytime he gets a meme that showcases that Jordan's better than Braun, it shows up in my phone. Just That's immediately. Awesome. He just sent me one, too. Oh, yeah, it was the same one. Oh, yeah, he said now. <laughs> okay. You're probably, there's probably like 40 of us in our lives that are like, hey, you're allowed to respect both these guys. Jordan would have been great now. LeBron would have been great then. I think we can all yep. understand that with a brain. But the Lakers-Nuggets rivalry is a beautiful thing. Now, with that being said, Basketball doesn't start till the day after Christmas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bingo. It, they used sure. to have Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL said, that's our holiday now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So sorry about it. Yep. You guys are going to have to be the day after. But I think for the NBA, last night was a great start for them, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty good start. And uh, we got uh, Victor uh, Wimbiyama mm-hmm. makes his debut tonight as well against uh, Luka, Kyrie, and the Mavericks. So that should be a good one as well. You need to know the guy's name. Good. I think I said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, but we, we know Wimby. Wimby. Yeah. Wimby. I just call him Wimby. Yeah. I just call him what? Uh, He's the A-Lin. next guy, right? Victor yeah. is the next yeah. one. And then the NHL, Nick, great night for the Frozen Frenzy, right? I mean, this is this is a beautiful thing to have in the middle of a, you know, a football week. And obviously, we got a great game tomorrow night. Huge, great game tomorrow Ooh. night to kick off the NFL Week Eight slate. It is going to be a big one. I think we're learning about some teams being uh, a little bit injuries. I think we're hearing about Dawson Knox. I believe is not playing tomorrow night for the Buffalo Bills, which is a big deal. Tampa Bay Buccaneers could have lost to the Falcons by like three scores, but yep. they kept that one real close. End up losing on a, a game-winning field goal from Young Way Koo. So they're obviously excited for a quick turnaround. Eight and a half point spreads a lot. Okay. That's a lot of points, especially with how Buffalo has played. We like Buffalo, but they have played worse football at a higher rate than they have over the last three years to start a season. Are we losing our faith? Is Josh Allen losing his faith? I saw a little narrative that maybe Josh Allen is starting to second-guess himself on some things, which is making it all even worse. We don't know if that's real or not, but we do know you go out on a Thursday and dominate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of a sudden, the conversation on Friday is, so the Buffalo Bills had a couple slow weeks, Mm -hmm. had a couple bad weeks. Let's talk about one of them. Buffalo Bills lose to the New England Patriots. If the Buffalo Bills lose to the Bucks, okay, which possible at home, especially with that Bucks defense 
and what might the weapons that the Buccaneers have. The Buccaneers are a professional football team, mm -hmm. a professional outfit who can beat anybody. We have to remember that. Mm -hmm. If they beat the Bills, though, it's going to get real loud about this Buffalo Bills team and how we've gotten to this point. You've already kind of started it because the question was posed, was the Niners loss a worse loss or the Bills loss a worse loss, which is what I was kind of asked on first take. And I thought it was the Niners loss because home field advantage is still on the line. I think we all agree that the Niners are going to be around at the end and still have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I feel like we've naturally just kind of stopped thinking that the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl for whatever reason. It just feels like that's where the conversation is. Started this season that way. We've always been Bills fans, but it feels like they're not going to be around in the end for whatever reason at this exact moment. You said you thought that the Bills loss to the Patriots was a much bigger deal. Why is that and do you think the Bills are going to be a team that's going to be able to make a run in the end they got to go they got to go starting now and I think the reason that I think it was the biggest loss of the weekend was they went against a New England team who we all know is not very good right they look Jeez. vastly different they, they do and now they're playing a team with a great interior defensive line Todd Bowles is going to cover the middle three down he's going to run his bear and cub defense like he runs all the time and I think one thing we're not talking enough That's cute. about. Baron Cub, the father. Oh, yeah. Father, father son. son. Pretty good, right? Yeah, or daughter, whatever. The, the one thing we're not talking about enough is Roger Saffold, who was a veteran who was on in the trenches a lot mm -hmm. last year. He was a dog at left guard. Not in the league anymore. Out. Rookie in at left guard. The interior of their offensive line got manhandled oh, yeah. by New England's defensive line. Okay, so that's maybe a part of the problem. That's why we're seeing Josh Allen struggle so much. Maybe he's not as comfortable, as confident in the pocket as he has been in the past? I think so, yeah. I mean, you're seeing that, and he's obviously second-guessing some decisions, and they just don't look the same for whatever reason. It might be running back. It might be some guys on the offensive line. But it's just it's not looking the same. What are you shaking your head for? Def I mean, definitely not running back. This is the first time in so long that the Bills have, like, an actual dude that they can hand the ball off to. Now, do they always do it? Usually not. But yeah, James, James Cook. James Cook. Yeah. Right. What has been going on? You said something about pass protection last week. Yeah, same, same as AQ saying. And that interior, and we talk about all the time with quarterbacks, getting them off that spot. If you can get them off that spot and make them second guess. It's too many times on film where you see Josh, like, he has to be, like, special to make something happen. Um, it's not a lot of things happen and really in flow. It was some plays where he'll do a play action rollout and it's like not even receivers really breaking into the area. So like things are just disjointed right now. Uh, he did play better late in that game. He made some throws, made some better decisions. But I feel like especially where Josh Allen is in his career, it's not enough like answers that he has like when he gets the ball in his hand, know where he goes. It's like, hey, it's almost backyard football. You can't, you can't make a living off that. You want to make a couple plays like Lamar Jackson against the Lions last week. Most of his plays were from the pocket in rhythm. But there were a couple that wanted Gus Edwards to scramble around the Nelson Aguilar. Like those were like the two plays where he just had to be special, and you can. But outside of that, you want things in rhythm and flow. And um, he also not, had like what four in. or five seconds in the pocket a few different times. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was they they they're probably huh? in the trenches this week. But that oh, yeah. that offensive line kicked kicked ass. He was very yeah. Lamar was very comfortable in the yeah. pocket, and it's like Aaron said yesterday. Like, hey, I've been a fan of Lamar since college. I've been a fan for this whole thing. He kind of alluded to like the guy's been able to do this. It's like does he get the opportunity to do? it and the opportunity is not only the play caller and it feels like him and Munkin are certainly getting on the same page mm -hmm. as the season rolls on but also the offensive line giving you a chance to like get through people talk about pocket uh, quarterbacks being able to go through their progressions and I'll, it's like if you can't 
then are you a pocket passer or are you just on the run scared for your life? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fascinating little dilemma that Lamar Jackson has kind of been battling over the last few years where he's such a weapon with his feet. If there isn't a pocket that's perfect, why wouldn't he utilize that to his advantage? Yeah. But now, through the negotiation process, he says, I want to get paid as a pocket passer. I want to play as a pocket passer. And they're reaping the benefits of it yeah. against one of the greatest defenses and football teams <laughs> in the entire NFL in the Detroit Lions and many others. And Steve Young said it, uh, it might have been years maybe two years ago he was like Lamar need it's not that he can't pass he just needs more of a sophisticated passing game in the system and you the last few years with Greg Roman and Greg Roman has done some great things in this league been to Super Bowl but it was times like a third and eight and he'll have you know two running backs and two tight ends and if it one receiver like that's an 11 personnel 10 personnel three four receivers typically on the field in the NFL so it wasn't an offense that he could really grow and evolve in and now we're seeing it and you got you got to have talent too you got to be surrounded by good people that can create separation and make yeah. catches. Zay Aguilar have, yeah. OBJ Big Mark guy. Andrews is still doing yeah. his thing Gussie's mm-hmm. doing his they're without J.K. Dobbins who we assume is healing his Achilles faster Isaiah than the human likely will be back at some yep. point 80 yeah, great mm-hmm. likely yep. 80 yep. great jersey one of the best yep. of all time. <laughs> Let's pivot away from the boys that are uh, Lamar playing great and Josh kind of, hey Josh, come on. You got it, Josh. Hey, Josh, Josh come on. Come on. You, you put in the work. You did the laser thing. Trust yourself, bro. Yeah. Just go out there and play. I think that's what a lot of people are saying about Josh Allen. That might be the difference. All you got to do is have one big win, though. That's it. And everything changes. Boom. Speaking of one big win, the refs need a weekend where they're positive. Oh, man. You know, where they do good. Where they stay out of the way. Where they're able to call things how they're supposed to be called. And not just by a rule book and trying to ruin a game, but just do your job. You know? Yeah. What is the name of those documentaries coming out of New England? I believe Do Your Job. What was the motto of the greatest team in the history of the NFL? Do your job. What do we need everybody to do? Their job. Bingo. And that's all we're asking for the refs. And nobody wants to be a ref. No. I've said this numerous times on this program, uh, in public, on the internet. We very much understand that the job of an official, especially in football, in the NFL, is not a desirable one. It takes a special personality to want to have that type of control, that type of power, and that potential hate coming to you if you do not do your job correctly. So we appreciate anybody that signs up to be a ref. But this isn't a participation league. No, Just not. because you sign up to do it doesn't mean we have to be nice to you. You got to do your job. We think the NFL needs to pay these refs more. We think we need to make them full-time jobs so they yep. don't have other jobs. We think it needs to be an all-year thing where they're going to seminars and classes and trust falls with each other. I think there should be a practice squad that you can pull from where if a guy stinks, we can elevate yep. him. I think that is an easily done thing if the NFL wanted to with the NFL Refs Association, their union. I think that is needed in in the sports gambling world because there's so many questionable calls and people are losing a lot of money. It's only going to get louder. It's scripted. It's scripted. That started because people started losing their money and they thought the sports books in the NFLs were working against them to screw them. The way the NFL would be working is with the refs. So every time this ref makes a bad call, it's not only affecting the game, the players, the coaches, the fans, what? it's also affecting people that are in different states, people that aren't fans of the team, and they're losing money because of it. It's only going to get louder if these mistakes continue to happen that seem obvious. Now, technology is also there to help. 
Although some olds hate the idea of utilizing technology, I don't think it's technology's fault that it takes so long to make a correction. I think it's the user of the technology that makes it take so long for the correction. I think we need another crew of people doing that. A younger crew knows the rules, know how to work remote controls, mm -hmm. utilize a PlayStation or an Xbox yeah. control, have them zoom in, replay, go ahead and see if there was a mistake made. So before that flag is even picked up, there's somebody in their ear going, pick that flag up. That is not real. And then boom, we just move right along. Kenny Pickett is clearly short. Guy up in the booth, lady up in the booth with the thing. Short. Hey, he's short. That is not good. Let's turn this around. Has to take four seconds, not even. Let's keep it moving. Let's use technology. Let's get the best officials. And let's not have this fodder about the NFL trying to people. Yes. Okay? It's not good for our league. It's not good for the shield. We have an ally. Mm-hmm. We are not just speaking in the microphones. Okay. We are not just gamblers and fans that are pissed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have somebody in the one per club meeting uh -huh. who is fed up with it. Yeah. We have somebody who is willing to take a stand and not just stand on his own two feet. He'll stand on the table uh -huh. to make a change to make sure that his mm -hmm. team is not bamboozled ever again and anybody else's team isn't bamboozled again. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing our hero for saving the official situation. Jim Irsay tweeted last night, urgent NFL Colts news. He's breaking his own news. Hell yeah. Urgent. Football emoji. Okay, Rappaport, he said. Football emoji. Number five. QB Anthony Richardson's surgery today in L.A. was a success. It was a long procedure, and his shoulder injury has been repaired. No new surprises were found during the surgery. They just repaired what was expected. Anthony is doing well, and thanks, everyone, for the support. Parenthesis. There is presently no date for his return. Parenthesis. Okay. Okay, let's go breaking news. Good now, I would say, Jim, if we're going to get into the breaking news world, probably should have been two different tweets yep. because this bottom one, also rather massive news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure everybody got to the bottom football emoji mm -hmm. because they were so pumped for Anthony Richardson's surgery. Now, AR, we hope you're okay. He's out at Elitrosh, by the way. Okay. Elitrosh really? won Donny Achilles yep. on Aaron and on JK. They have something in the water over there. People are healing quick. AR might be back by NFC's. Parenthesis, there is presently no date for his return. So we'll just make one up. This guy's back four or five weeks. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we don't know. We have no idea. Nice. Week 12. Yeah, probably next season. Anyway, Anyways, the next one is what we need to talk about down here. Football emoji. The NFL admits and understands that they did not make the correct calls at the end of Sunday's Colts-Browns game. I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including penalties, in the last two minutes of all games. Hell yeah, Jim Irsay. Let's go, pal. Thank you, Jim. See, listen, final two minutes is when it matters, they say. Uh -huh. So if we get this pass, which Jim is in the one per club meeting, Jim also oldest, longest tenured owner yep. in the NFL. The reason, the way he found that out is at the, one of the last owner's meetings, they have a list of pictures from the owner's meetings where they all kind of gather. And Jim was walking down the hallway, and he saw himself in the recent one, and he kept walking down, all the way down. And then all of a sudden, he was the only one that was in the building that was in a photo. And he said, shit, I'm the... I'm the most powerful guy. Yeah. I'm the most powerful guy here. I'm the guy. Okay, where are the microphones? Dan Snyder needs to get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what happened. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. owner's meeting is when he started being like, wait a minute, I've mm -hmm. been here. Palace, is it? Jerry, you in this? No. Nope. Okay, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Kraft, you in this? No. Okay. Pipe down. Shut up. It's my room. You guys have come into my office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been here the longest. So whenever there's a little question mark on who needs to talk and needs to say, don't worry, boys. 
I will be the one saying it. And he has kind of taken on that role. Yeah. He taught us that on the show pretty much. Like, hey, this is our league. Mm-hmm. We need to take this back. This is not the agent's league. This is not the GM's league. This is not Roger Goodell's league. This is the owner's league. And he's like, I've been the longest owner here. So him talking about this, I think, has real traction. I know people think the way they think about Jim Mersey outside of Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, he is beloved. He's also getting a little bit more active on social media. He landed a helicopter the other day, hopped on his uh, aquatic quad, okay. and then he rode that thing into a lake, and he said, <laughs> see you later, on his way out. He what? is certainly an electrifying human being. Absolutely. He sells out stadiums with playing music mm-hmm. with uh, John Mellencamp and the mm-hmm. boys. He's a rock star. He has a museum, literally just for fun, that he travels around. He is certainly a one-of-one human being, but he is also somebody who's not scared to speak up and make changes in the NFL. Him being on board with the review of the final two minutes is great news. And just like they're taking away the kickoff, it's like, what happens next? Like, if they take away the kickoff, what's next? Once they institute this in the final two minutes, it's like, wasn't the final five minutes also important? And then it's kind of like, this is the slow roll the NFL has to take to make the change. So I think we have an ally. I think we have a good ally. And I think we're not that far away from common sense officiating. I do love that Jim Love, he just speaks his mind. You know, as that owner, I mean... Driving a four wheeler in, yeah. into into the abyss is just I mean he he's he's doing the billionaire thing right the right this way guy. but uh yeah but uh <laughs> which goes into I mean, water yeah. I'm <laughs> going to head to that lake and drive That's in it dog. with this before dinner and then we'll have fresh <laughs> dinner prepared of fried tofu snap peas Whoa. and special pudding <laughs> that's all vegan so we're very healthy mm-hmm. we're strong we're athletic here I bid you. So long! And then he just rolls into a lake. Yeah. Is that a stunt double at the end? The man. No! You think Jim Arthur's hey, well, stunt double? Weird, there was a weird cut. Jim like that. His hair is awesome, too. Let's not even... Yeah. He, yeah. Jim looks good. He's yeah, jacked what, up. What color is that? Well, just a couple months ago... This it's is not on news. the spectrum. Just a couple months ago, he couldn't... Um, he couldn't, like... He's very active right there. Mm-hmm. there. He wasn't as mobile. I think he had a surgery on something a couple months ago. I saw him. He was not moving as much. I think he had a couple... Uh, like a walk, Walker. couple mm-hmm. walkers with him. So seeing him do this Bet. is a big deal. Congrats to Jim being healthy. Yeah, that's good, Jim. Getting rehabbed back up, eating vegan. He's out yeah, there hey, doing his thing. Uh, his hair's coming back. Snap peas, good pudding. Uh, Fried tofu. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that tastes Special, like. Special pudding. Yeah, all right. Only thing I disagree with is the, the replaying every call. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. The two minutes for sure, you know, important call. And even with the one with the Kenny Pickett, he was short for sure. But every call, I think that would, that would definitely be uh, excessive. We just need the humans that are doing the checking of the calls to be quick. The XFL had it figured out. Yes, perfect. The XFL, like, there's a lot of things that were fugues in state favor. (laughs) They were trying out a lot of stuff. They're doing their thing. Shout out to The Rock. I think they merged with... Uh, USFL? USFL, which had no shot at all. No. USFL had no chance after the XFL did its thing, and then it's like, we're on after them. Nobody's watching. So I think The Rock does them a favor, but also they're going to help each other because there's not as many quarterbacks. But the XFL had somebody up in a booth with the Xbox controller, and it was like in real time, speaking what they saw, the reasoning for the call being made, and it was happening quickly. It's like, we can get those people in every state, and we have to be able to do that in 2023, especially with the money that's available. Why not do that to save your product and make your product the best i think that's what jim's probably going to get into yeah to your point though like th- this will just continue to be changed like kenny pickett that that wasn't in the 
two, last two minutes of that Rams game. It was right before the two-minute mm-hmm. warning. So, like, when that when those guidelines kind of get set, it would be interesting. But you got to set the guidelines. Like, something has to be talked about. And we're saying the Kenny thing. Like, the P.I. against the Browns that the Colts did lose on, like, that just can't happen in the game. And let alone, like, gambling and everything. Just for both the teams. Like, if the Colts are four and three right now, they're looking at the playoffs. And same with the Browns. You know, if they're three and three, that's a much different story especially in the AFC North. So things like that just can't happen, especially when there's 30 seconds. Even if that ball was thrown perfectly, there would be a conversation about how both sides are kind of hand jousting. Uh Let alone the fact that this ends up in the stands. It ends up in the stands. Just gives them a – I mean, it is – The other one was more good. Yeah, the illegal contact whenever a strip sack happens. That was game over. Third and four, here we go. Third and four, 45 seconds. Oh, my God, the Colts win. DeForest Buckner, be an athlete. You got it. I am. He's huge. He's athletic. The Colts just got a big-time dub over the Cleveland Browns, and they scored 38 points. Oh, wait a minute. Illegal contact. Let's make it first down. Then you do the pass interference. It's like, hey, I understand the NFL admits that they were wrong on this and everything like that, but the guy that made that call, he's just going to go out there next week, and he just does it, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to hear from him? Or are we checking his his family, you know? Yeah. Because he felt like he was like, uh, they're going to score here. <laughs> uh, legal co- Strip sack? No, legal contact. Uh, incomplete? No, pass interference. Uh, no, yeah, another one. Like, I think that guy would have called 14 of them straight sure. if he had to. That's, that's the feeling I get. And it's hard for me not to think that when there's a chance that guy is a middle school teacher, yeah. you know, on his side, or some other job on the side. It's like, you don't think somebody could potentially just sit down next to him and be like, hey, you know, Brown's three, it's not really that much. Kind of a weird, kind of a weird number, right? Not that, we can make that happen, right? Yeah, easy. Yeah, man. We'll try our best. Yeah, certainly towards the end. How about money line at least? Yeah, yeah you got it. No problem. Browns are supposed to Pull win. My mortgage it. On it. it won't be that big of a deal. And that probably didn't happen. Okay. Most of these humans, I assume, very good people. And we can't assume the worst, but it's hard not to take your mind there whenever you see two blatant and obvious things happen and you're potentially losing money on a gamble. Well, and like you said too, like when there's nothing in place where like if a guy has a game like this, you can't bring up someone from like a practice squad. So like, yeah, that's great that you're saying after the game, like, oh, we made the the wrong call, you know, that that was that we're sorry that happened, but there's no repercussions for it. It doesn't matter. Like this isn't the end of the season where if something like this happens, like, oh, the guy isn't going to get a playoff game. Like, it's week seven. This guy is going to be back out there doing the exact same – or having the opportunity to do the exact same thing for the next ten weeks. So, like, even – just be – like, fans are tired of the hearing immediately after the game when your team got screwed over, like, ah, we, we made the wrong call, you know, and hopefully – like, that that doesn't mean shit anymore because there there is no repercussion for And they have, like, an AP – yeah, the reporter's pool or whatever. They have like yeah. that where I guess they answer questions sometimes, but we never see it. No, it's never ever. on camera. No. And there's never anybody that gets to ask, like, how? How how did you get to the NFL? And how is that what you call with those last two things? Officials, though, don't suck in every sport. No. Okay, I understand that there's a lot of anger against some officials, and VAR in soccer, I guess, oh, has oh really boy. made it even worse somehow. And you talk about any other sport that has re- – in hockey – the refs are a part of the action. They are. The refs are a part of the game. And that leads me to my favorite segment that we've started this particular season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hockey is 
Last night, the Frozen Frenzy took over ESPN Plus and ESPN2. All 32 NHL teams played. 93 different goal scorers happened. 102 goals took place. Bucci Gross and Kevin Weeks, the former goalie in the NHL, were breaking it all down and throwing from city to city, mm -hmm. watching the magic take play. We got a power play. We got a shootout. Fight. We got a fight. fight. We got a penalty. We got Frozen Frenzy. It was glorious. I believe the NHL's numbers are only yodeling, 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 and that's because a lot of people are recognizing something that we've had the opportunity to learn about since we were kids, being from a hockey town, that hockey is awesome. We were just talking shit about the refs in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Well, all we've ever said a lot is we want the refs in the NFL to be like the refs in the NHL. Yeah. Look at this clip from last night's Pittsburgh Penguins game against the Dallas Stars. Listen closely, shall we? Oh, on the four check, Nieto. Couldn't come up with it. Hockenpah does. I owe you a beer. Passing I owe you a beer. Hey, hey, sorry about that. I got in the way there. Ron, ice, Ron skates. I didn't know where you were going. I was trying to sneak by. Ended up giving you one. I owe you a beer, pal. That's first period. Yeah. That's first period. He's like, hey, hold on to this. Uh -huh. I owe you a beer. They're a part of the game. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You've actually heard refs mic'd up before where they're like, hey, had to give you one. Had because to get one here. Had to because of the last period. Sorry about it. It's just like, we screwed them. We got to screw you. It's just the way it goes. And everybody's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how it goes. Part of the game. I do wonder if he took him up on that beer or maybe a vodka, Bye. maybe a whiskey. Bye. I've heard the hockey boys can certainly booze a little bit. Let's yeah. start talking about not just the refs are awesome over there. How about the equipment managers? Oh. How about the equipment managers in hockey can actually be a part of the game? You know, whenever you're utilizing a stick, there's a chance that that thing could break. Well, whenever you're on the ice and you're flying around, you got a broken stick, you ain't worth a damn. Mm -mm. How do you get a stick fast enough? Boom! You get an equipment manager that is like Superman grabbing that stick, holding Hold it over. And then what? This is Pete Rogers, equipment manager for the Nashville Predators, handing off to Luke Evangelista. And what's he have? Breakaway. Oh. Go time. Silky Mitts. And the boys all celebrate Pete Rogers. So the refs are awesome. They're a part of the game. The equipment managers are getting actual assists in affecting the game. Hockey's all about the culture, yeah. all about the brotherhood. How about whenever you're playing this sport and there's a puck that's really hard? Oh, yeah. Heavy rubber. Hurt. Oh, yeah. And you're getting paid millions of dollars to play. And you've been kind of doing this for a long time. You're expected to actually move your body in front of these things. Anything to stop a goal. Well, what happens if you lose a blade on your skate? What if you can actually not skate anymore? Like what happened to old cuz right here. David Savard. Boom. Gets hit right in the hand. Oh. Right oh. here. Look at him. No stick. Let me get your stick. I'm back. <laughs> Stand, boom! Wow. Loses oh. his blade! Loses the blade! Uh-oh. What? Gets hit twice! Oh. Can't skate! <laughs> Bang! Gets hit in the leg! Oh, man. This dude ends up breaking his hand. He's out for six to eight weeks. This guy. Lost the, lost the blade! Damn. Can't stand up. Can't stand! <laughs> yeah. Can't skate! Can't skate! Look at this. Can't. Help me out. Get me out of here. My hand. Get me over Broken hand. hand. Bruised calf, all in one play. I'm stopping a goal, no matter what. That's hockey, guy. Hey, let me let's. 
Hey, let's slide this guy's dead carcass <laughs> off. Yeah. Let's just get him off the bus. That is hockey. Everybody in the sport has that mindset. You hear about divas and prima donnas and people that do this. Hockey says, uh-uh, that ain't this sport. You're going to lose teeth. You're going to have your hand broken. What? And guess what? You're expected to lay out in front of pucks yet again. Let's go to a superstar, a man whose name is synonymous with hockey and has been for a long time. And I know it's the third period. It's early in the season. But in hockey, if you get got, you got to get yours more than you get got, though. Mm -hmm. Look what happened to Kachuk last night. This dude's skating, flying, tripped. Oh, yeah? Let's fight. <laughs> Gloves down. Heavy bombs. Boom. Bang. Boom. Pow. Oh, right in boom. front of his bench. Oh, All the boys. Nobody's chiming in. This oh. one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, hey, geez. take them down. Stick taps for the boys. <laughs> Stick taps for so the boys. Awesome. Well, how'd this happen, you say? How'd this fight happen? Well, he was skating. Oh, you tripping? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yep. Let's go. We're fighting. Come on. We need more of that in the world. Yep. Okay. Instead of him trying to, you know, do some sly stuff or maybe say something bad behind his back or Bam. maybe carry this hatred for this guy for the next two months and try to ruin his. Instead, he said, you trip me. I don't like it. Let's fight right now. They handle each other. And Kachuk, he might have got tripped on that ice. But he handled a little touch. Yeah. Look at Kutch's yeah. face. Hey, beat Boom. Ice. Oh, boy. Boom. Damn Talk right. is his name. Talk. He looks like he's tush. <laughs> Got beat by old Kachuk. Talk there with the eye. He'll get it fixed up. Hey, Tuck, I appreciate you standing in there, too. Yeah. I appreciate you standing in there as well. And last but not least, we cannot talk about hockey without talking about sick dangles. Okay, every time you watch a game, you're going to see something death-defying. They are literally on ice flying around. We watch the Olympics, and they do like a 60-second twirl thing. Mm -hmm. These hockey players are doing that at full speed with a chance of getting hit right in the mouth. 25, 30 miles an hour, yeah. death-defying speeds. What are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to Take a puck behind my back, through my legs, and then I'm going to score and go, run it! Carter, Las Vegas Golden Knight, yeah. Stanley Cup champion. Watch this. Back. Whoop. Oh, Whoop. see ya. Silky Paul Carter, Stanley Cup champion right there. Absolute dog. And it's things like that that make you wonder, how are you not a fan of hockey? Mm -hmm. You know, you got a ref being super awesome. You got an equipment manager having an assist. You got a guy giving up his body, ending up being out for six to eight weeks just so he can stop a goal in a period in which there's three of them and there's going to be plenty of shots laying his life on the line. You got a guy fighting just immediately and saying, well, yep, got to fight you. And then you see goals like that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on board, you need to get on board. Find a team. Probably the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're the greatest franchise of all time. Bruins, Texas hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why hockey is awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love you, hockey. Joining us now, speaking of hockey being awesome, is a American superstar that plays in Toronto, which is the largest hockey city in whatever. You get it. Pressure yeah, through the roof. Well, American yeah. kid was a superstar chosen to go up and lead them. He was born in California, raised in Scottsdale, became a Coyotes fan. Then he went to Europe to play hockey. Then he got drafted to Toronto. Last year, led the NHL in goals. An absolute stallion of a man. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Bro, thank you for joining us. I know your life is insane. Goal and an assist last night. Couple Hatties to start the season. You led the NHL in goals last year. What is it? You just have a nasty shot? You have a knack for goals? You just score goals all the time, pal? Is that what your life is? <laughs> 
Uh, I try to. I try to. Um, I'm lucky. I play with some good players, so they, they tend to get me to puck. And, yeah, I just try to put it in the net. Austin, you were drafted in 2016, so here we are, seven years later. Uh, it feels like with the NHL going to ESPN with the frozen frenzy last night and everything that's happening around hockey, can you guys feel that there's a surge of popularity coming to the sport within the league? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, year after year, it's it's grown. It's, um, you know, been showcased, I think, a little bit more. I think having ESPN uh, broadcasting the games now and, and nights like last night where we got every single team playing and lots of action. Um, you know, I think it's great for the game, great to showcase uh, some of the great players that we have. And, uh, yeah. You're a great American player. We appreciate you, pal. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We appreciate America, you, pal. baby. Hey, we really do. We do appreciate the hell out of that because, obviously, uh, the NHL is very diverse. And yeah. diverse, it's like countries. And mm -hmm. we just got countries represented mm -hmm. in that sport that aren't represented in other sports. I guess the NBA is starting to have uh, some similar background and past. But hockey is, you know, Americans, whenever they have a, when we have a superstar, we got to applaud the shit out of them. And that is you. Uh, you went to Europe before you went to the NHL to kind of get a taste of what professional hockey is like. How vital was that for you? And how do you think we continue to create American superstars in hockey, Austin? I mean, I think they're they're coming. I mean, we've got lots of great great young guys. I mean, look at Jack Hughes, uh, who's come up, and um, you know, I went over to Switzerland to play uh, in my draft year, so I was lucky um, to go over there, play against some pros, some excellent NHL players, and just kind of gain some experience. and uh, And I loved it over there. If I had to do it all over again, I, I absolutely would. But um, I mean, I think USA hockey's come a long way, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of young talent, a lot of guys uh, coming through the ranks that are a lot of fun to watch. That are extremely talented. That are uh, just kind of taking the league by storm. When you got drafted to Toronto, did you know the pressures that would come alongside the hockey town that is that city? Uh, I mean, I had an idea. I think a lot of people just kind of. Uh, you know, kind of let me know uh, how it was going to be, but, you know, it's hard to really realize it until you experience it, but, um, you know, it definitely comes with a lot, but I, I've loved my time in Toronto. I love the fans. Uh, the city's great. Uh, I've been fortunate to play and, and have great teammates along the way, so uh, it's been a really special ride, and, um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, we need you in Pittsburgh. Connor has a question for you, Austin. <laughs> yeah, Austin, obviously you are a massive superstar. I mean, you're one of the faces of the NHL, but, I mean, we were talking about it before the show. Sometimes if, you know, you're out in public with your boy Justin Bieber, they basically make you feel like a schlub. They, they're not even showing you on the broadcast. His driver is yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, but <laughs> does that not get under your skin, or does it more so kind of, like, make you wonder, like, why aren't I being kind of held in that upper echelon? I mean, even Sidney Crosby, there's videos of him walking through New York and no one knows who the hell he is. Uh, does that ever kind of get to you, or do you guys think about that or talk about that in the locker room? Uh, I mean, no, not really. I think, uh, you know, if you're out with a guy like him and, and his caliber and, uh, you know, I guess like his status, like there's not too many people that are – that are going to be on that kind of level, right? Uh, so, NHL uh, MVP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, Austin. Yeah. I'm thinking you are. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, it's it's fine. I think, uh, you know, hockey's getting there. It's getting bigger. I think there's being, uh, you know, a lot more recognition now, and uh, and that's fine. I mean, all I want to do is just play hockey. So 
at the end of the day, if this, that extra stuff comes with it, it's fine. And if it doesn't, it's all good. I kind of asked Connor Bedard this, but it was before he even played his first game in the NHL. But it feels like hockey players' personality super guarded. Are you guys told immediately upon getting into the NHL, hey, don't showcase who you are to anybody at any moment? Do you feel like that's an actual like messaging? And why aren't there more players chit-chatting? Because I feel like every time we talk to one of you guys, it's like, Oh, the lads are pretty cool. Like pretty yes. cool guys, but we never really get to hear that. Why is that you think versus what other sports do with their superstars? I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh I mean it could be a lot of different things. I mean, I think hockey guys are just, you know, pretty simple guys, uh pretty down to earth. Um Yeah, so so I don't know, but you know, like I said, the sport's growing, I think, with you know, us being on ESPN now and just kinda getting more recognition and um, you know, more people watching, it'll it'll help grow uh, grow that, but you know, at the same time, I don't mind it being uh, you know a little low key when you're walking around and stuff. No, no, we're gonna try to heighten that. Yeah, have this to. guy, superstar. <laughs> Look, this guy signed a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, this guy, big time guy. Ty has a question for you, Austin. Yeah, Austin, I read. I, I I think your dad played college baseball, and he also said that growing up, like baseball was your best sport with your hand-eye coordination. He said you were an unbelievable hitter, and with being from like Scottsdale and Arizona, where it's kind of you can play baseball year-round. Was there ever a thought that you might pursue that? Or at like what age did you know, like, oh, no, I'm I'm the shit. I'm going to be very good at hockey, and I'm going to continue to pursue this. Uh, I mean, I played baseball up until, like, probably 12, 12 years old, like right after Little League. Um, and I don't know. I think he hyped it up a lot because, like, he played baseball, and, like, it was cool for us to have that experience where, you know, he was kind of teaching me and, uh, the ropes and just everything that I needed to know. And um, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, pretty much just hitting. I wasn't very good at everything else. But uh, I think they knew it was just a matter of time before, um, you know, I was going to kind of just hang up uh, hang up the bat and the cleats and, and be full-time in hockey because that was always, that was always what, what I wanted to do, always what I wanted to watch and play. And um, I really enjoyed baseball, but I think they knew hockey was always my number one passion. And it was just kind of a matter of time. So when I was about 12... Uh, I gave it up and just focused on hockey. Yeah, it sounds like your dad's lying. I mean, hey, we don't know if you're going to baseball. Well, you're 12. So I don't know if your dad sounds like he's lying a little bit, but I appreciate him. Uh, uncle played in the NFL. You come from a very athletic family. How's your golf game? Most of you hockey guys are super good at golf. You good at golf? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, above average, I'd say. But I'm a, big, I'm a big tennis guy now, so I play a lot of tennis in the summer. But, um, but I love both. I love both. Pickleball? Play a little pickleball? No. No pickleball. Oh, you're a tennis snob. That's what I just heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hate pickleball. Got it. I got it. I understand. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. when you get older and retired, you'll be able to play. It's a great <laughs> yeah, sport. Yeah. Last question here for you from D-Butt. Definitely. Coming into the league, I've been the top pick. Do you remember, what was that welcome to the league moment uh, for you? I know for us, we, we never forget those, but what was that for you? Um... I, it's tough. Like, uh, I mean, my first game, I uh, I scored four goals. So Jeez. That, was a, that was a pretty good, like, welcome to the league moment. <laughs> to everybody uh, else. For the league. For the league. Yeah, for the league. Yeah. For the league. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. Austin Matthews there. <laughs> so that was pretty special. Um, that was my first game. So it was awesome. I had my parents there, and my mom was, like, crying in the stands. And um, just, like, a super emotional game for, I guess, everybody. But um, I'd have to put that. It was a pretty good night. And your dad's saying, he's kids should be should, playing baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got three. Should be four. Yeah, exactly. Four. Hey, good Jeez. luck the rest of the way. We know you're very busy. Congrats on the win last night, and we appreciate your time, buddy.
Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Toronto Maple Leaf superstar, American Austin Matthews. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, father of 10, COVID survivor. Whoa. Yeah. That's all we talk about on this show, AJ Hawk. Yeah. How you doing, AJ? Yep. Doing great. How you guys doing? Hey, fantastic. You heard about Argoland. It's back. How about it? Good Woo. news. Yep. Change, it's going to change my life, no question. I know that. Yeah, me too. I, they've been looking for this son of a bitch for 150 million years yeah. plus. And they found it. And we're just going to act like this isn't a big deal, AJ. What a pig. <laughs> this is a big deal. $150 million. Somebody's been spending a lot of time a lot of looking for this son of a bitch. And they found it right there near Australia and the boys. You know what I mean? Pretty cool. So what's there? What's there right now? What's a, what's a it's picture? It's Argo Land. Hey, what do you mean? Me, idiot. Yeah. Argo Can Land. I see a picture and not a, you know, a, a graph or a drawing? So Argo Land is what you make of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's up to you. This is like Avatar? No, well, no. that is Pandora, yeah. uh, and they're trying to find unobtainium. Planet. Yeah, that's a vastly different story that I've still yet to see the end of the second one. Sure, uh, sure. I do believe white people are bad, though, and uh, the whales die, yeah. from what I've been told. Australian yeah. white people. Let's move along. Yeah, okay, they, not just ours. To, just yeah, to clarify, they, they got a pretty... Hey, hell yeah, that's yep. the first time. <laughs> Might even be New Zealand. Might even be New Zealand. Really? Maybe, maybe New actually, maybe from Argoland. How do we know now? Probably. Oh, yeah. It's somewhere there. Do we know if the Argoland folks were the whites? Uh, if I know anything about the past. 150 yeah. million years, I don't know. I don't what. think that's how that's that works. Southeast Asia, so I'm guessing probably not. But if I know anything about it, whites probably showed up at some point. Yeah. Oh, they ours now. This is ours now. Mm -hmm. And then changed, which we, I wasn't there, but uh, that, that we agree. But 150 yeah. million years ago, all the continents were together, too. Well, Pangea. Yeah. But this was before Pangea. Let's move along. Shout out to Argoland. If you guys want to take a trip, yeah. take the family. Welcome okay. home, Argoland. Take the family to Argoland. Beautiful. Last night, here. MLB, obviously the Philadelphia Phillies, lose to AQ Shipley's Arizona Diamondbacks. He's been talking about the SeaWorld character. <laughs> uh, there's also a Ginkle character that came in and was throwing the rock around. The Phillies were making contact. Goodwood just weren't able to get it out. Uh, the NBA had its tip-off. Denver Nuggets fans were chanting, who's your daddy, to the Lakers. That was electrifying. And then, obviously, the NHL frozen frenzy took place. What were your thoughts on last night? Quite a little Tuesday. As I was sitting at home, I'm like, this is an amazing Tuesday in sports, AJ. Yeah, it really was. You talk about the Phillies game. Like, that thing was – the energy was unbelievable. Like, thinking of – A lot of this. A, a lot of that stuff. Like, it was fun watching that. But honestly, I think the frozen frenzy, like, took over. I feel like I've had a good time this morning actually watching clips of big-time hockey fans watch the Frozen Frenzy and see how juiced they are, like, voiceovering themselves filming the TV when old Bucci and Weeksy 
are on there just describing what's going on. Like, that's been my favorite part. Some hockey purists I don't think love Frozen Frenzy. Hey, hey, Nick, ain't that right? Didn't I hear there's some hockey You can't people? please everybody, Pat. There's always going to be somebody crying about something. Yeah, but the yeah. hockey purists, I do believe. They're a tough crowd. To they are tough. They're like the college football crowd. A little oh. bit. Now, the college football crowd, which I am very lucky to get a chance to speak in front of. Some of you I wish didn't exist, for sure, but you do, and I'm very lucky to speak in front of you. It, they view their schools as like a religion. You know, it's like, hey, this is, our religion is this, and like, I am the one that is not as classy enough for their religion, how they see it going. Like, those are the people that, some of the people that don't like me. It's like, hockey people are, the old purist, hockey purist people, very, very protective of the game. Very. I, any change that is even potentially on the horizon is met with sharp criticism. I remember when the stadium series started, which has been a smashing success, I would assume, yeah. for the NHL and for hockey as a whole. They used to have, they, they introduced a sky cam, like a drone cam for hockey for the first time. And as I was watching, as a person that's watched hockey my whole life, I saw it. I'm like, that is the sickest thing of all time. I'm literally running with the puck with Sydney pretty much as we're going into it. was like, this is awesome. Go to the internet to say it's awesome. And then all of a sudden you got people, we don't need new gimmicks. Okay, <laughs> we don't need yeah. new gimmicks. It's an interesting transition period because I do believe hockey is about to get put up into the forefront a lot more in the future years. And I'm happy that we're kind of a part of it, Nick. Yeah, and especially getting to experience an experiment, something like that. That's the thing. It's like you got to grow the game. Everyone knows you got to grow the game. How do you do that? You don't keep doing the same things. You have to try new things and expose it to people. And that was one way to do it. Now, red zone, it's different. Football is a completely different sport. It lends itself to being able to watch multiple games at once with breaks and everything. Hockey, it's a little bit tougher because of the constant flow of the game and everything. But I think they'll figure it out. It was a good start, I think. Yeah, I think it was a good start. I watched. I mean, I oh, was yeah. watching that entire thing. Weeks, he got up and went to another studio at one point. Yeah. He was uh, kind of moving. Bucci was handling that. Was, I think what they need to do, and I'm not the person in charge of anything, and much people are much smarter than I am, but there was a couple times where they would send over to something and someone would Hockey's, like, not a very – there's a lot of, ah, every – Yeah. Ah, every, like, 10 seconds I'll miss. Ah, my – Ah. Close. Might be a goal. Might be a goal. Might be a goal. I think they should almost, like – like golf, you know, you're going to the 14th hole with some guy you never heard of. He's 150 yards out. I'm assuming he's putting this thing real close. Mm -hmm. You know, like whenever you're watching golf, and golf is just like banger, banger, banger. Almost need that for hockey, I think, for that frozen frenzy. But it's not as easy to handle, I feel like. AJ, did you spend your time with the frozen frenzy last night? I spent a good chunk of my time with it. I just thought of like the logistics of all the people behind the scenes trying to put all the clips together and in real time. Like it seems. It seems overwhelming to feel like, hey, if I was a part of that broadcast. Yeah, you did great work, though, Frozen Frenzy yeah, team. You did. You did great work. Congrats. We watched it. Congrats. The NBA had a great tip-off. Uh, and World Series starts on Friday for you, AQ. I'm yep. sure you know that. Can't wait. Good luck. Hey, Matt, Monday back in Arizona. Who's the rookie? Who's the rookie that's killing it? Uh, Corbin Carroll. P-Fat. Man. No, that's Fad. P that's P-Fat. He's a pitcher. Yeah. And not a that's rookie. not how you say his name. Yeah, you don't know the team. <laughs> You hate the team. Talking, oh, talking to lefty, the lefty that's hitting the ball. Like yeah, Madden. nicknames for Yeah, all. Corbin yeah. Carroll. Yeah, yeah, Corbin Carroll, obviously. That's who we know. Stud. We didn't pay attention at all to the Diamondbacks. A guy who knows baseball <laughs> said he'd retire and quit what he's doing. He's been doing it for 40 years if they were to win. Yeah. I mean, how am I supposed to know to pay attention to this team? Exactly. I will say, they caught my attention all. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. What they were able to do, they went right into the bedroom in the bank. 
in Stoll 2, Game 6 and Game 7, and now they're in the World Series. Good for them. Kendrick, WVU guy. That's right. Oh, nice. WVU guy. There we go. WVU right. guy. That's good. All right. That's what we were, we've been hoping for them the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, granted, no Bryce Harper on the show. Nobody from the Diamondbacks has been on the show. Don't know if we'll be able to get anybody from either of these teams on the program, so we're not going to be dialed in at all in that particular fashion. But World Series baseball is must-watch. Oh, it is. And we could maybe try to get minority owner George W. Bush for the, oh. t- the Texas Rangers, you know, if we're lucky, if the, if the stars, you know, kind of align. Yes. W? Let's go. Yeah. Are you kidding now me? Now watch me hit this drive. we go. Yeah. I do not know if I'm Who the right human to be directing Ty? a conversation with George W. Bush. Who do you think throwing right. 95 He's down a patron the middle for opening pitch? I saw his dad flip that coin for the Super Bowl there at the end. I don't think they should have had him do that. I think that may be yeah, potentially you saw changing. Yeah. W- Rest w- in peace to him, obviously. Yeah, Thank H- you for w- your service w- to the United do, States of America. We can do both teams, too. After we get W, we can have AQs, you know, Pride and Joy, Arizona, that lady governor who's unbelievable at what she does. Can have her on too to represent the diamond. What are you laughing about, AJ? I don't think I know what you guys are talking about. I don't know what he's talking about either. AJ, you know what he's talking about? I'm <laughs> there. I'm trying to figure it out. Joining us now is a man who lives in Arizona. He might know what the hell's going Good. on. Good. I assume he's a massive Diamondbacks fan. Well, just because he's good guy. He also hosts a softball game every single year. I think it's back now, actually, that has raised millions of dollars for charity. And every single time that game takes place, all you see is him busting out of a baseball jersey, hitting bombs down in Houston. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the third member of the Houston Texans Ring of Honor, a future first ballot Hall of Famer, an absolute dog of a human. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Wall. Hey, thank you. AJ, I mean, AQ, got something for you. Yeah, hey, let's, wow. let's go. Let's go. I need that. Randy. Oh, Randy. 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 I know, Randy. I know you're hurt. a new fan. I That's know right. You're a new fan, so I got right. you one. So, thank you. Randy, by the way, you make auto parts for the American man or American people because that's what you are. Is that what you're wearing? Right? You can get a better look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? <laughs> well done. Nice. All right. Very thankful for you every single week bringing up incredible movies of our past so we can have great nostalgia. You know who Tommy Boy is? Of course. Did you watch Rest Mighty Ducks? Peace. Rest in peace. Did I do what? Did you watch Mighty Ducks? No, I did not. I mean, are you kidding me? DJ B. Seen Tommy Boy? Homework assignment. What are you doing, DJ B? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at the the kids said, hell no. They got too many options these days, man. We got all this. He had one job. He had one job. Now he's got six jobs. That's a problem. I tried, JJ. I tried. You did not try. It sounds like you didn't even make an effort. No, you literally didn't. You literally did not try. Sorry, guys. It's all right. You know what? No, this one, though. Okay, that's good. Doesn't that, matter. As that much. is great to hear. But the Mighty Ducks one, I think you need it in your life, actually. You know, especially about halfway through the season right now, you've been working hard. Mm-hmm. Did it age well? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Gordon Bombay age well? Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota Miracle Man did it age well. <laughs> yeah, I did it age well. What a joke. It's disgusting. Sorry, guys. You sound like an idiot. He did know Tommy Boy, though. So he did. Uh, that's a good he movie. Did. Great yeah. movie. Let's move along here. Uh, JJ, how's Burnley doing? I heard we stink. What's going on? <clears throat> we are uh, we are we are finding ways that don't work so that we can find ways that Hell do yeah. work. 
You get Bournemouth. You get Bournemouth right this week. You got anything else you want to tell me? Anything else you want to freaking give me advice on? You. I have a. I have a large wager on on you guys against Bournemouth this weekend, JJ. I believe in your squad. Yeah, I didn't know Bournemouth right. was a team. Yeah, so good luck against Bournemouth. You guys need to get a win over Bournemouth. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, if you don't beat Bournemouth, it's gonna get loud. For especially from that Canadian man back there, yeah. mm-hmm. Gumpy. What's this Burnley squad do well that we can tell JJ? Do you know? They don't defend terribly. Okay. Jeez, okay. I mean, that's, that is 100% the opposite correct answer. That is literally <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You lost 3 nothing to Brentford. JJ, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Brentford stays. Well, I can tell you, if, you could, if you let in three goals, you probably shouldn't say the defending. <laughs> well, you didn't score either. What do you want me to say? You had a well, red I mean, card. No, Not even the discipline was good. Get the boys going. We've got to win a match. We're, we're, Yes, we're, we're, we have belief. We have optimism. Uh, we are going to find a way. It is the uh, American Minority Owners Bowl this weekend. Michael B. Bo- Michael B. Jordan uh, is a minority owner in Bournemouth, and obviously myself in Burnley. Are you guys so, going to be there? Are you going to fight before yeah. the game? Kick his ass. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that would be that already happened in Creed Two or Creed Three. <laughs> and he won. Uh, he is. Yeah, yeah he did win. Well, he is. He's properly jobbed. Properly jobbed. Yeah, maybe shake his hand instead of punch him in the face. He played football last year. Good-looking human being. He's a good-looking human being. Yeah. All right. That's a good transition, actually. Uh, I saw maybe the best put-together human being of all time this weekend, up close and personal. And I know that you are a strapping lad, big man. Wasn't able to use your golf club at the uh, at the uh, uh, hole for a challenge. Waste management. Yeah, waste waste man- management thing where I'm on 60 to 80 milligrams and I get dropped into maybe <laughs> the most electrifying environment of all time and I didn't even have a golf club. So I need JJ's. And it was way too big. It, thing came up, it was like a hockey stick. I couldn't use that. So I'd use one of the fake ones. And then people say, you duffed it. No shit. I mean, I had no idea. That was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. I mean, you were you were trying to hit that golf ball from a spaceship, Pat. You were... You were normally you were pretty good at it. <laughs> normally pretty good at yeah. it. I didn't have good. I didn't have good handle of that club. Nonetheless, uh, you are uh, incredibly built human. You're big. You're strong. You're fast. You're fierce. Blah blah blah. Miles Garrett. This thing. I've never seen anything like this. Obviously, that is what he looks like uh, without a shirt on. So that's a nice little thing to have whenever you look in the mirror. Congrats to Miles Garrett being stropped. Absolutely. But then you watch him play football. He's seemingly unblockable. He knows what the Colts are going to do. He jumps over the guard and the center from a four-point stance at 270 pounds. It's like he's unstoppable. Is this guy... It, and I know in the pass rush community, there's a lot of guys on the Mount Rushmore and everything like that. But he has to be talked about as one of the guys like of all time, right, already? Is that how you're feeling? He's, he's an incredible player, man. And some of the things that he does from a physical standpoint, I mean, the field goal block was truly like an impressive thing. I mean, they basically tried to ban the jump over a few years ago because you can't put your hands on somebody's back while you're jumping over, which is what a lot of guys did. So he just said, screw it. I don't even need to put my hands on anybody's back. I don't even need to be standing up. I'll just do it from a four point. I mean, he is he is an impressive athletic physical freak and then you combine it with good pass rush moves with the ability to do some of the things he does against double teams, against anything. I mean, this play against the Colts is a great example. The Colts put two guys on him. Now, A, if you're gonna put two guys on him, I wanna show I wanna show this play from a different angle, from this angle. So let's take this play. You got the tight end and you got the tackle. Both guys are now on Miles Garrett. So if you're that tight end, you want to push Miles as wide as possible 
so that he has the furthest distance to go and also pass him off to your tackle. The first thing that the tight end does is kind of switches his feet and let, and Miles also knows the snap, he jumps the ball. So he's off the ball quicker than the tight end. So already, boom, he's past the tight end. Same. Now, if you're the tackle, AQ, you can talk to this. If I know that I've got a tight end to help me and he's going to push Miles wide, I'm going to set back even further because I know I can get in front of him and then make it tough. I feel like that didn't happen here because this is way, way, way too easy for Miles just to run directly past two people. Give me your thoughts, AQ. AQ, what the hell happened? Jeez. That was right in front of our suite, by the way. Like, literally right in front of our suite. Made (laughs) eye contact with Miles Garrett. Right um, Right about there? Nope, not yet. He sees that the ball is recovered. They have a touchdown. This game's probably over. And he turns around and starts doing the shrug thing. Right there. We are making eye contact, I believe. (laughs) And then he just starts doing this one. And then he starts bouncing all the way off the sideline. And then the fourth Miles Garrett chant started from the Cleveland Browns fans that traveled very well. Why are they setting so shallow? That guy should have been getting straight back as fast as he could, AQ. Coach him up. Listen here, the thing that he's not talking about, they're also sliding the line that way. So if I'm the tackle... I want to almost get to almost head up head up because I know my guard has my inside too. So I'm flying back there, getting depth, staying square. You looked him at him immediately and he opened his shoulders. It's a classic no-no from a tackle. You know it, JJ. It gives him a two-way go and then he's just able to run the home. Hey, the whole place was yeah. the whole place was chanting Miles Garrett, you know? That Well, I mean, it was it was incredible. I mean, like he that was one of those games where he almost single-handedly did it by himself, and those are those are incredible and impressive. I mean, he's literally putting points on the board for his team right there. Well, the blocked kick, too. He's taking points mm-hmm. on the board for the other. I mean, it's just yeah. he's every, he was everywhere. No offense, though. No offensive snaps. There oh. there he is. Go, I think they'll show that from the other end. Oh, yeah. I mean, geez. Like, like come on. Like, was, that's that's like playing a game on easy mode, and it's just I mean, it just I, looks I, cool, too. I mean, it just looks really man. cool, man. Well, you have to – so the amount of confidence it takes, obviously, and we've seen him box jump in the offseason where he's up over like 50 inches or 60 inches, whatever it is, and he's hopping up onto and it's absolutely absurd. But he has to have the get off because that snap yep. is going to be quick. So you can't get too high. You have to get kind of like a quick up and down, but you can't touch the center or the guard because that would be a penalty even if you touch him at all. It's just like the amount of confidence, control, explosion. Get, he's up before anybody else. I mean, he's moving. The explosion yeah. is incredible. I mean, like to, to go from that crouched position and to be able to do that. I mean, I've I've box jumped really, really high before, and I'm I'm proud of my athleticism. I don't know if I could have accomplished that in that fashion. It was it was incredible. Well, the for the brand headquarters, thank you, uh, because if Miles Garrett's <laughs> going to start doing that on every kick, we're going to have to change some shit. Yeah, you know, that's going to have mm-hmm. to really change some. Stuff. I was going to ask if you if you saw that. Coming over the line, did, you. Yeah. are you yeah. pulling the ball and running? No. So I saw Jamie Collins. Uh, he oh, did yeah. it. Uh, New England Patriots. He jumped. So we would go on two, three, one. You know, because Vinatieri was confident enough for us. Like I could yell as much as I want. It's not going to affect him. Younger kickers, I don't think you can necessarily do that. It's easier to get a kind of a read on a younger kicker who maybe can't handle that. But Jamie had something. He knew exactly when we were snapping it, and he sprinted. He jumped over Overton. Just completely over. And as I'm catching the snap, I'm actually looking at him. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, too high. He's going to get down. We'll be able to get this almost. Nah, hit him, like, right in the chest. He blocked <laughs> yeah. He blocked the hell out of it. It was one. I almost pooped my pants. But I did chase the ball down, just in nice. case. Yep. You know, but uh, I don't know if you're going to pull that when Miles Garrett's in your, you know. No. Like, this is, he knew. Oh, geez. Go back to the beginning there. 
Yeah, he knew. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Oh yeah. He had to protect himself from the ball. Yeah, he almost got hit right in the balls. <laughs> yeah. And uh, other angle there, there. I think they'll have a back angle. You can actually see me look up and see him while I'm catching the football. I mean, it, yeah, I just double clutched yeah. there. What is that? I didn't think that was legal. But he started one yard off oh. the ball because you're not allowed to be within a. You almost got to the ball too. Well, you almost you. made it to the ball. Well, I was going to tackle whoever picked it up. Yep. You know that. Smart. JJ, you've seen me in action. Obviously, you understand that I was going to level. I was going to headhunt yeah. whoever thought they could take a point off the board for Adam Vinatieri. I think they'll show a, a bat. What's that? What are you looking at? Yeah, here it is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it I is. I saw you pop your head up. Yeah, it is. Here, this is probably going to be. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, old buddy saw Miles Garrett. Rigoberto Sanchez certainly saw Miles Garrett. It's just like such a what the hell is that? And I think people think that's like easy to do because two people have accomplished it in the history. It's not. The amount of timing, everything, Miles Garrett's at a different level. Sorry, AJ. Go ahead, pal. Oh, no. JJ, say you're a, you were an offensive coordinator, a hypothetical situation here. How would you, what would your plan be to try to block guys like Miles Garrett, like your brother TJ, that not only like are they just absolute game wreckers, but you never really know where they're going to line up. They they can line up anywhere, hand on the ground, stand up in the middle, whatever it is. Like, what can you do against these people? Yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing that we talk about that play that we just talked about is that the number one thing that I want to do if he's on the edge is I want to widen him out as far as possible. So I put a tight end or a bunch or something in his way to make him line up wider so he's physically further away from the quarterback. And then I also want to have either a chip or a double team or something like that, which they also had on this play. And then I, like AQ was talking about, I want to slide because I want, I want that tackle to know that he can overset so that we can force him to go inside and have help. None of that obviously happened on that exact play, but that's the thing that frustrated me the most is if you put a guy out there to widen my stance and then you also slid the line my way, now I got to beat that tight end. Now I got to beat that tackle and probably have to beat a guard also if I did an underneath move. Um, and then the other thing on that play that we didn't really talk about is the quarterback drifts just a little bit, which then allows you to really run that hump um, because if quarterback stays at seven or eight yards, that's the toughest spot to get to for us, that seven or eight yard window. Um, once you start to drift back to, to nine yards, 10 yards, or you start to move off the spot, it does become easier to get to the quarterback at that point. So if you got guys in the middle that can push the pocket back and get the quarterback to drop back to nine or 10, then you really got a good shot. I'll tell you what. So, a couple guys made mistakes on that play. Sure. Mm -hmm. We gave that Browns defense all they could handle, though. <laughs> yeah. Gardner Minshew, the second was running wild out there. 38 points. 38 points. I loved everything about it. I mean, you guys are putting them up. You guys are putting points up down there. It's it's what what is the stat like? The only team. No, every Yeah, the only team in the NFL to put over 20 points. Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, baby. It's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Put yeah. the banner up. Hey. Yeah, put the banner up. Amen, That's right. We need to celebrate the little things. Life's already hard enough. Come it on. Put the banner up. We're the only team that has scored 20 points yet. Now, also, Anthony Richardson, successful shoulder surgery. How about that? Ah, that's yeah. great news. Hang it. Hang it. Right Future now. of the program's coming back better than ever. You mentioned your brother there, uh, and you talked about, like, Miles Garrett got triple teamed there. I don't think I realized that. That guard was certainly eyes looking out at him. No doubt. You have handled that, obviously, throughout your career. TJ's handled that through his career. Well, we saw TJ do this weekend, though. Ooh, a little, ooh, little drop into coverage. Looked like an athlete. Now, granted, gets tackled. Okay. Sure. Uh -huh. Need to end in the paint there, yeah, probably. But this play, first play of the second half, certainly a way to start this thing. He had a little disguise on that as well, JJ. 
Yeah, I mean, this this uh, this is one of those plays where I actually, like, a lot of stuff he does, I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, nice play, good play. This is one where I was like, all right, I'm actually impressed by this play. So he's dropping into coverage. He's obviously got some form of responsibility out there, either it's a hook curl or it's some he's helping with the flat. But he kind of baits them into this throw here, leaving it open and then breaking at the exact perfect time, coming across and making a play. I mean, he legitimately looked like – like a proper defensive back or linebacker here. I mean, he's he's making this break before Matt even takes his front hand off the ball, already knowing where he's going to try and go with it. I mean, that is a hell of a play. Look I, at I DJ, huh? Unreal. Athlete. And then, I mean, they hands the offense the ball inside the 10-yard <laughs> line, and that was, that was honestly a game-changing point in the game for them. And, I mean, we've talked about it all year long, like, that defense is really literally putting points on the board for the offense and, and helping keep the Steelers. I mean, four and two top of the division. It's the toughest division in football there. That was a great, great play. He keeps that ball? Yeah, you guys keep balls? I don't know if he'd keep that one. I think if he scored, he might keep it. Um, the one we always talk about, which is fumble recoveries. Like, we never, ever keep a fumble recovery because we didn't do anything special. We just fell on a ball that was laying on the ground. So we always talk about those ones where it's like they come and try and hand us the ball, and I'm like, what did I do? I did nothing <laughs> special here. I just grabbed it. That's awesome. So that was always your rule, and then TJ just has to live by it because JJ lived by it pretty much? No, he agreed with me. He, he was like uh, – he, he agreed. that I think the Alex Highsmith one earlier in the year where TJ picked it up and went and scored, uh, Alex kept trying to give TJ the ball, and he was like, you're, TJ was like, dude, you did the hard part. I literally just picked up the pieces and – and made it happen. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of know what is hard to do and what is easy to do, and recovering a fumble is, is pretty easy. You Watts are awesome. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, JJ, I just want to let you know, like if someone ever asked you, would you take a bullet for your brother, you could say no because I'll step right in and I'll take a bullet for that. <laughs> How about okay? that? Yeah. I just want you to know that. How about that? And well, I'll be Tony. right behind him in Nick's case Nick's right behind me. And thousands of other Yenzers are behind him. And that high school ref that everybody learned about, yep. he's going, yeah. listen, first down, second down, I'll be third down for the Bulls, <laughs> for T.J. Watt. I mean, that is really how Pittsburgh feels. What a perfect fit of a guy, honestly, with a city. Oh, it's fun, man. It's really cool to see. And I know, I mean, when he signed his contract, there is sec- his extension, you know, people, there were some people saying yeah, that was, down. you know, too much. It was more guaranteed than they'd ever given, a, a lot of things like that. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I think the goal is to always try and be underpaid or prove that you're worth what they're giving you and give the fans and give the city, uh, everything that they deserve. And when I watch him play, I'm extremely proud as an older brother, because I feel like he does that every time he steps on the field. We got to be there one time for him coming out last mm-hmm. and it was banana place. Big pop, yeah. not easy to win over Pittsburgh, but I'll tell you what, yeah. You're TJ White, and you say, I don't don't give me that ball. I fell on a fumble. That ain't worth a damn. It's like, <laughs> you could just take it to the kids. You just want to have it. Yeah. Somebody else's ball, you ended up with it. Nah, it's disgusting. No. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Don't do it. Keep How, it. I, this, this brings up another conversation. I'm fascinated to get your guys' opinions on it. Game balls. Like, uh, do you have them all up in your house? Like, if the whole team got a game ball, are you putting that one up? Or if you specifically got how do you, how do you do it? AJ, you first, pal. Um. Yeah, they're in my basement in a thing somewhere. Yeah, in like a container. You know. all my Basically, all my stuff is, I think. I would like to let everybody know that I have no clue where my game balls are. <laughs> I got one basically every single win, too. I, I, it, I, got, I got most of them in my garage, but I got a few of them in the office. Uh, Did you say you got a game ball every single win? Pretty much, yeah, dude. 
I mean, I was I was unconscious there for like four years. Every punt was perfect. It was, it, I really was. I mean, it was it was absurd. It was absolutely. And Vinny didn't miss for like two years, so it's pretty much just like special teams. Thank you. Yeah. Here's a couple game balls. Let's move along. Like it was. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Not not before that. Like the last three years, pretty much of my career. Unit. Yeah, we it was a hell of a. Yeah, fourth, we had a fourth good, down army was a unit. Yeah, we kind of handled our shit there for a bit. We've lost a couple of them. You know, real life stuff but boy we were really getting oh, after yeah. it yeah what do you what do you do you have a i assume they're all framed uh just literally put them up in my gym shipyard baby. but i got i got some nice. i got some good team balls though you know super bowl champ one. Oh, oh, this guy. Oh, I, got, I got some good i got some good, I got some good <laughs> yeah. ones to hang up wow. on the wall ah uh, that is You're awesome we had a couple guys on our team get them that uh you know, like half a pressure, good leadership. <laughs> oh yeah! What a what a speech on the sideline, game ball. You know oh, who's that? AJ? Yeah, no, AJ wasn't. AJ was on our. I didn't. Oh, I've yeah, never been right. in there. It was good. Those were always great, though. It's like I don't know if that person deserved it. Now, what does my game ball mean? Nothing. Jeez. If that guy's getting, what is anybody? We can't take any of this serious. And then you get outside of our team meeting. It's like. Did you see? And we're like, yep. We saw <laughs> yeah. all kinds. The whole, the whole, the whole this thing. is all bullshit. Huh? <laughs> I was really proud of myself. I had a pretty good game. Connor has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ, we all know the real reason you wore that shirt is because it's got that Kelly Green look to it, and you just love those alternate jerseys, and I know that is exactly why you wore that. But what did you see from the Eagles this weekend? Uh, I believe Jalen Carter had, quite, had himself a game, and that entire D-line once again showed up. A, you're correct. The Eagle, uh, the Kelly Green looked phenomenal. Um, incredible uniform. B, the Eagles' defensive line seems to just be constantly reloading with incredible talent year after year. And obviously, you can say pretty much the same thing about the offensive line. But watch this play. Rewind it. Go back to the start. Now, I want you to imagine your Tua standing there. Watch this defensive line, and you tell me what you're supposed to do when this comes at you. You got Jalen Carter literally throwing his dude directly on the yeah. ground. You got the two edges flying off. Two was backed up 15 yards before the plays even got a chance to do anything. I mean, they've got Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham who have been there forever and who have been crushing forever. Then you add Hassan Riddick on the edge who's just, in my opinion, still underrated, playing incredible. And then another underrated guy on the other side in Josh Sweat who's playing incredible football this year. It, I don't know how they constantly get away with it, but every year they just seem to reload that defensive line and add to the pieces they already have. And I think that the reason they're being so successful is because they start with that O-line and D-line, and, I mean, they've done a really good job. Sirianni has actually said that because his fodder yep. at IUP <laughs> in Western Pennsylvania said the only way you win is through the offensive line and defensive line, baby, and he told Howie that. That's right. O-line, D-line, Howie. O-line, D-line, Howie is how we're going to win that thing, and they built the team like that. And I think that's how every team should build, don't you think? Yeah, and then you add a guy like Byron, and, and now they have even more time to rush the passer. I mean, they've already got a great defense going, and you add a guy like that. And I mean, they've, they've built it well up there, and obviously when you got a guy like Jalen leading the whole way who is very calm and collected and seems to be poised and under control um, – it's it's an impressive outfit, man. Yeah, Bayard is excited, I assume, to get to the Eagles. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and the Kelly Green, if they wore it every week, he would be pumped about. But he is missing out on because he got traded the oh, no. maybe the greatest throwback oh, no. jersey in the NFL. Here we go. Yeah. So that Here is we a go. Bar- I, mean, you, you I don't chose know. Violence. You chose violence. Here we go. No, I'm just saying, like, Byard was informed that he was traded to Philly. He's like, wow, I got to move wanna, and everything. I want to go. Just but I don't even get a chance to wear throwback jerseys this week. These are the best ones in the entire NFL. So. That's an, that's that's a bummer for Byard, man. I'm pretty. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, we let's do talk Jersey talk it. every week. Yeah, no, we do Jersey, Jersey talk. talk. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk about it. Okay, let's unpack that, JJ. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna upset uh, some people, which is fine. But it's a le- real, legitimate conversation that I would like to have. I also know that you're just trying to distract from the uniform situation you had going on last week. Hey, look, 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 38 points on the best defense in the history of the NFL. (laughs) So if you want to distract on that, yeah, the boys were flying around. All black would have definitely been cooler. But, you know, and they thought they had a primetime game at Mm. some point because they called it Indiana Knights. Only team (laughs) with no primetime game. You know, there's a new rule. Amazon said not everybody just gets a Thursday night game anymore. (laughs) And we were the ones that lost out on that. Mm So Indiana Knights in the afternoon against Cleveland and losing. Obviously top, but they look cool. Let's get back to the good. Yeah. Let's get back to the good. Okay. I will say this. The Oilers uniforms look phenomenal. There was never a question if they were going to look phenomenal. They look incredible. They are one of the best uniforms in sports. Obviously, being from Houston, we've we've talked about this before, and I I know Tennessee fans are going to be all up in my mentions again, but the reality of the situation, I'll explain it one last time, is... I'm, I lived and played in Houston. I wanted to wear those uniforms very badly. They have such a massive history and tradition with Love You Blue, with Bum Phillips, with everything that went on there. I understand at the end with Bud Adams and everything that happened in the move. I don't even want to get into all of that. I also love Amy Adams Trump. She's incredible. She donated to the Hurricane Harvey fundraiser. Nothing against her, nothing against that organization. I loved playing in Tennessee every time I played there. I just know, having lived in Houston for 10 years, and the people there and the connection that they have to Earl Campbell, to Warren Moon, to these guys that wore them, to Billy White Shoes, these guys that wore those uniforms and what that meant when they played in that Astrodome, it hurts to not have been able to wear those in Houston and it hurts to see them being worn somewhere else. Hey, we're heartbroken for Houston. Damn. Bullshit. I don't like it every week. The Titans do that. That, that sucks. Me neither. Right in the face, they're shoving it. It is bold. How about the NFL marketing it too? Ooh, look at these. Stand up. These are so sick. You'd think Braves would have some. And they have to look so good since he was in Houston. Like, this is Braves' fault. Yeah, and you know, we don't know if Braves is promoting it or he's allowing it. We know that. He's promoting it. Think about the sideline gear too. The sideline gear is going to look incredible. I mean, Oh, Hats are going to be great. Starter, give them the old school starter coats too on the sideline. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe a white a white sweatshirt with just the Oilers logo right in the center. I mean, it's just a good look. It's just a good. I look. thought the Titans were going to do it against the Texans. Yeah, that'd that'd been been That's they are. They are next later in the year. Oh, oh they're going to wear it again. Twice, I believe so. Whoa, the I thought so. are they coming? I thought that was. Is it in Houston? I thought they were doing it against the Texans. I mean, it, they're coming just, into town. Look at me. Look at us. I thought that was – I could be wrong. I mean, I have no information. I don't do any research for this show. Um, respect. <laughs> respect. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I, if they do, you can't lose that game as Houston. You, you just have to 
you have to avenge your and then the winner of that game should get the uniforms. Oh, pink oh, slip. I like idea. this. That's a good idea. I like this. Let's do pink slips for the uniforms. Yes. That's cool. I'm curious. Yeah. So maybe Houston wears the the white one and then they wear the baby blue one. Yeah. So then both teams can wear the throwback. Yes. And then it's a battle for who gets to keep it. And on the field, the other team has to yeah. take them all. Take them all. Has to leave naked. Never yeah. wear them again. Yep. Yeah. See ya. That's a great idea. <laughs> be sweet. Come on, Raj. You want to involve Can you can you think of if you think of the Oilers uniforms, where do you think of them playing? Like, can you think of one single memory of them playing anywhere but the Astrodome? Pittsburgh Steelers. They played a lot of games at uh, Three Rivers Stadium, okay, Donner. Okay. Yeah, whatever it was. I meant home, home games. AFC Central. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was talking home yeah. games. I meant home games. Like, do you have any memories of the Oilers wearing them in Tennessee? I can't see I can't see Air McNair airing it out wearing that uniform. Oh, oh yeah. rest in peace, by the way. He used to be able to sling that yeah. thing. Vince oh, yeah. Young when he was running around wild when he was a rookie. Oh yeah. yeah all over the did, place. Did Vince Young wear those uniforms? Yeah, yeah. they were throwbacks then. Uh, poor so. Jake Locker. Yeah. Jake Big. Locker, Hasselbeck, yeah. Yeah. Charlie Ooh. Whitehurst. Yeah, Come speaking on. of Jake Locker, shout out Bill Levis getting to start this weekend for them. Yeah, Will Levis is going to look great yeah, in these yeah. things. Uh-huh. CJ2K. It's a new history. That's what they're trying to build. Yeah. But we understand. Hop gets, Hop gets to wear them. I, I, the first thing I texted Hop when he signed with the Titans, I, was, I said, those uniforms are going to look good on you, bud. Oh, so this is re- – so every week <laughs> – Wow. So every week, JJ would like to talk about uniforms. Every single week. This is a real thing that yeah. has happened, yeah. you know, in conversations before show. So now we're learning that maybe it all started because of Houston getting screwed out of their own uniforms. Sounds like it. Is that what it is, JJ? Is that how it all started? What do you mean? Yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. No, but you. But I'm saying like you have an obsession with uniforms. Like you like. Oh, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a uniform aficionado. Yes, I. I grew up reading Uni Watch in like. Ninth, tenth grade, I, I would always see what's going on, all the little intricacies. I love like the little patches and the little details. Yeah, I'm, I'm very big on the uniform game. I'm, I love it. And then he went to Houston, and they got screwed out of the best uniform in the uh, game. What a bummer! I mean, that's, that's quite yeah. a recipe for a guy to have yeah. a little bit of a vendetta here yeah. in 2023. Excited to see what happens. Maybe they'll do pink slips for it. Good, AJ. Jace, what do you think about these college teams having like seven different alternate uniforms and they play a big game and all of a sudden they have a completely new thing we've never even seen? Are you a fan of that? It really depends on how good they are. Like I do think that the traditional teams with great uniforms don't need to change it up. I mean, I think Alabama, Penn State, you know, USC, like some of those iconic uniforms. I, the you know, I, I think even you, you look at Notre Dame in the – iconic great uniforms that they have sometimes when they switch it up you kind of look at it and you're like you're notre dame like you don't have to switch it up you guys you have you did it um but then you look like some of oregon's combinations are phenomenal and incredible and i mean really really cool so it just depends on how good you do it and how well you execute it i mean i grew up watching the, the miami hurricanes and i was a massive hurricanes fan and those jerseys when you know, Ken Dorsey and that whole team, Willis McGahee and those guys were out there balling. Those, I love those uniforms. What about the West Virginia ones? What about the West Virginia ones? you like them? I do. I do. West Virginia just, 
I'm trying to think. They did a uniform. I think they did one of those like uniform reveal things where they showed how they went and shot it. Like, or maybe that was Appalachian State. Uh, yeah, it was Appalachian uh, State. They were in the waterfall. Two different schools. They're both mountaineers. Yeah, that's what it was. Across the car. Uh, those two mixed up. Ones. This yeah. is disgusting. Those mixed country up roads, though. They did the country roads jersey last year. Oh yeah. And the West yes. Virginia. Yes. No, that's yeah, phenomenal. He does. I like the West Virginia colors. I like West Virginia. I'm, I'm a I'm a fan. I was actually going to look into part of my weekly thing i'm trying to find possibly a pat mcafee high school jersey Ooh. 99 um, it's gonna be tough to find i wore a quad xl 99 shirt <laughs> because grows that thing was massive so big Unreal. tucked it in my pants it like my knees you like through the pants you could see <laughs> jersey it's awesome thanks coach were you did you have the pants where you got to still slide in the the mm-hmm. the thigh pads knee pads but then put the belt loops through the yeah oh, yeah Hip what a nightmare that was, man. Yeah, that was a nice welcome to football thing. You know, like uh, then obviously the whole shoulder pads thing, but the, the belt loop with the tail pad and the hip pads and having to time them up and do that whole thing. I'm not a... I'm not a seamstress. What, what am I? What am I doing here? Come but on. I feel like I've taken. Oh, and, and you wash your high school pants like once every two months, maybe. I mean, those things were rank. Yeah. Well, I didn't sweat much. I, I mean, I was there on Fridays, and yeah, I'll I see guess. you guys next Friday. But it was uh, it was a good time. Whoa. Okay. The way you're saying that, a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, I forgot. I mean, did you play soccer and football in high school? Was that do kickers allowed to do that in Pennsylvania? Yeah, I, I assume that was everywhere. There's some places where they don't let them do that, though. Oh. There's some states where that is not Most allowed. Most places they don't. What? Most places they don't. They don't do that. That doesn't what? make much sense to me. I, I don't know why no you would. Sense. Those places are stupid. Uh, so we're, we're, they're at the same season, so you would go to soccer practice and football practice? First game, I actually came from uh, – no, I wouldn't go to football practice. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, first soccer. first game I played, I came from a soccer game. I showed up like 20 minutes before the game started pretty much. First game I ever played for the high school team. Had no idea. Oh, I was joking. I didn't know this was serious. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a real deal. You can't I, do a few Thursday practices. Yeah, we worked on a couple fakes. Never got called, which is a damn shame. I should have had six, seven touchdowns. No, you well, you had that one, though, where it was a bad snap. That was a bad snap. You I just showed up on Fridays and slaughtered balls. Slaughtered balls. It, it used to, I used to just murder balls. The boys were actually pretty excited to see me, too. It wasn't like I wasn't friends with the football team, either. It was like, uh, yeah. hey, how's the week been? Man, pretty good. Soccer team, we went 2-0. I was How'd supposed to make it for soccer. I had like 10x the amount of scholarships for soccer than I did for football. And not a lot of people at our school get scholarships for sports. So it was like a lot of people were just trying not to mess it up. Like like Coach Romito was our football coach, and he was like, I am not going to mess up what you have going on with soccer. I'm like, I'm kicking 70-yard field goals. I think we should maybe think about this. I think we should maybe think about it or whatever. But, yeah, I just showed up on Fridays, and it was obviously a welcome to football moment when I went to college. And it was like, oh, I, got, I went into a summer workout, so I'm there every day, every practice every meeting and it was like oh this is the football world holy <laughs> shit what an interesting yeah. what an interesting place this is that you guys have lived in it's been awesome ty has a question for you jj jj for the lions d is this last weekend just kind of the definition of a you know bury the ball bury the film kind of game when they're so good coming in and then the ravens score touchdowns i think on their first four possessions and the game's pretty much over and then on the flip side of that how uh, humbling is it to go against a guy like Lamar Jackson, regardless if it's someone like you who is going to be a future, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer? Like, how humbling is it knowing you're an incredible athlete and then you can still go on the field and that guy can make you just look like a moron? 
<laughs> oh yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is very humbling. And the funny thing about it is, there are times when you can do everything exactly right against Lamar. So when you're playing against Lamar, and, and the Lions, I got a clip that I can show you that does this. So when you're playing against Lamar. What a defensive coordinator would tell you is, guys, we have to rush to the level of the passer and keep him contained in the pocket. We don't want to give him escape lanes and the B-gaps. We want to rush to the level. So right here, look, both outside guys are at the level of the quarterback. We've got basically the inside gaps pretty much covered up. He has nowhere to escape. This picture is exactly what your defensive coordinator wants to see. This is exactly hey, how he's well done, Lions. Way to go. Great job. Great job, job guys. Boys. crushed it. Congrats. Oh, yeah but we are playing against Lamar Jackson. So even though we did everything as good oh. as we can possibly do it, oh, oh this no. happens. And then you're like, okay, so this guy's got him. This guy's going to come up and grab Nope, he's going to juke him out and then throw a touchdown pass. I mean, there are times where as a coach, as a player, you're just sitting in that meeting room, and honestly, they'll put on that piece of film and they'll say, guys, I don't know what else to tell you here. You guys you did your job. He just made a great play. He gets paid too. No, so they're not saying we went from the brand new lines where it was perfect to the same old lines where it was terrible. They're not blaming anybody. They're just recognizing but, the fact. Yeah. But when you do give up 28 in the first half, then you <laughs> like it's not like that every single play. You can't just say, uh, yes, we he's a magician. We lost to him. No, you, there's there's definitely some other things to be fixed there. Um, but to the bury the ball fact, like. It's, it's very interesting because a lot of times the bury the ball game or the, don't even look at the film, move on, that comes after maybe two or three losses where you're like, all right, we just got to clean slate it and move forward. After one tough loss like this, you could go one of two ways. You could say, let's not watch the film, let's just get back to being ourselves, or you could hyperanalyze this one and say, we got to really lock in and get better. On a play like that, there literally is nothing you can do. That's just a guy making a good play. But the rest of the game, there were certainly some things that you can you can get better at. How were the players-only meetings in buildings that you were in? You were speaking, you were leading those oh, things. Yeah, Because yeah. Yeah. you <laughs> no. said, said yeah, bury the yeah. ball. Obviously, bury the ball is yeah. one stage. Yep. Uh-huh. And if it keeps getting bad, <laughs> players-only meetings yep. coming right around yeah. the corner. Of course. How, what, yeah. how was the players-only meetings with you, JJ? You, you lead the way up there? <laughs> if you're at players-only meetings point, just go ahead and book your January vacations. I mean, that's just go ahead, get, get Cabo, uh, get your flights lined up because if you're having players only meetings, it is over buddy there. I have never been in one where I came out of it and I was like, yes, go figure it out. Like, like if you're in players only meetings, like you're just literally kind of looking around like, Oh, okay. So, and then this guy comes up with a super passionate speech and he's like, guys, we got to play for each other. We have to do this. And then this other guy's like, yeah, but we're not, it's the coaching, man. This is some stupid <laughs> shit. And like, and, and then this guy over here is like trying to defend the coaches. And he's like, no man, it's not them. It's us. And it's just, it is a nightmare. They always work out well. I, I don't think I've ever heard a single player say players-only meetings, good things. Nope. I haven't, I haven't heard a single one, but they will still continue to get called for, I assume, at some point. <laughs> Has anybody ever come out of a players-only meeting and then gone on a run? Like, has that ever happened? I, I mean, can't let think me of check like my a... Rolodex of players-only <laughs> yeah. meetings. I don't think so. Let's just say no for the sake. But this is very much our show where we do no research because we have no idea what's going to come up. I love to hear that you are not a players-only meeting guy alongside every other human that I've ever talked to that has ever been in the NFL. And if it was players-only meeting or bury the ball type scene for the brand-new Lions, and I'm not saying it is or not, Lamar's 16-1 and against the NFC now. 
16-1 against NFC teams. And if you start thinking about that, does that mean anything? No. But you can start saying maybe the AFC is a little bit more stacked. Lamar Jackson is playing his best ball that he's played. Josh Allen going through something right now with the Buffalo Bills. Patrick Mahomes, though, the clinic that he and Travis Kelsey just put on make us believe that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, right, in the AFC and everything runs through them with how he's playing right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that we kind of get to this point, even with Lamar, we also do with Pat, where you, somebody does plays so great and plays so well for such an extended period of time that we almost get bored with the greatness of it. And I think people are constantly trying to find these things about Mahomes or trying to, you know, the offense isn't clicking that well or they're not doing this, not doing that. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He's still the MVP. He is still playing at a high level. He's still dominating this league. I don't think that we should get bored with watching greatness and with appreciating greatness. Uh, I do think there is this fatigue factor where, yeah, that's just what he does. He just plays that well. Let's who, Who's the MVP? Let's go find it. Is it Brock Purdy? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? Well, Patrick Mahomes is still playing unbelievable football. Let's make sure we're giving people their flowers at the right time. And, I mean – I mean, this is just incredible. Yeah, like, it's, this isn't normal. This isn't normal stuff. Like, that's just a, oh, yeah, he just threw a 60-yard pass to Travis Kelsey. That's not – you can't just let that be normal. That's incredible. Well, and also, Travis Kelsey's not running routes that are play calls. So, it's like <laughs> yeah. him and Patrick Mahomes are running two different plays than the rest of the team, and then they're always on the same page. And his acknowledgement or awareness of where the line of scrimmage is yeah. is another, like, yeah. sneaky talent that I don't think gets talked about much with him because he moves, same with Lamar. He moves, and he'll have one foot behind it, and he still believes he can run where I assume, yeah. and we saw the play earlier, most quarterbacks are, like, scared to death. Um, I passed it. Am I not passed it? He's never passed it, it seems like. He's always making plays. Never. And Taylor Swift and the Swifties have a front-row seat to it all. What a perfect team for them to get involved in football to watch. Yeah, no, I mean, they've, they've only won a couple Super Bowls already. And it's, they, the thing that they were missing is more fans, so it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, their, their franchise is going down. Nobody what? really knew about them. Um, Taylor and Travis. Oh, yeah. See the kiss smooch on the cheek? Yeah. See oh, smooch on the cheek? Saw, Lipstick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it just looks – there's got to be a wedding soon, right? We hope so. Uh, yeah, Keep so. going, you two lovebirds. Yeah, add Arrowhead. Yeah. Keep going, yeah. you yeah, lovebirds. Dad, Papa Kelsey's now in the equation. Oh, uh, hadn't heard from him at all before, but now we're hearing. He said Taylor, yes. very, very smart girl. Uh, Dad, um, Papa Kelsey's a see, legend. Great to see yeah. Dad we, Kelsey. We, yeah, getting we, in. We know a lot about Papa Kelsey. We know Mama Kelsey. We know Jason Kelsey, right. and we know Travis Big Kelsey fan. has finally found his love. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm happy for them. Darius has a question for everybody us. in the Kelsey family. Seems awesome. It, <laughs> I mean, it really is cool to like have them playing at such a high level and to have everybody highlighted. Like, sometimes you get some fatigue or you get old. Like, I like seeing everything with the Kelsey's, man. They just seem like good people. It's like the walks. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, it is like, look at this. Cool. This is really cool. You guys should hang out. You guys know each other. Go on. This is great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> Darius has a question for you about offense. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of these uh, past rushers doing some great things. We talked about Miles Garrett. Obviously, your brother as well. But something they're not doing, playing offense. You obviously played offense. What was that conversation like with your coach? Did you present that to him, or did he come to you and actually do some offensive red zone snaps? Yeah, I appreciate that, first of all. Um, not everybody can do it. <laughs> it's much, much harder. It's so much harder. I mean, on defense, you just got to – they just say, find the ball, get the ball. And we all say, no problem. Now, to go on the offensive side of the ball, you got to be cerebral. Okay. You got to use okay. your brain. Right. You got to be a smart cat. Um, no, but the conversation was – 
I mean, I would always mess around. Like I, I always prided myself on being a great athlete. So I always wanted to do everything I possibly could. So before practice, catching kicks, catching punts, playing with the quarterbacks, playing catch, whatever I can to just kind of be an overall athlete. And so I would start doing that. And then you do one-handed catches. And then you start to, you know, do it in front of the coach. And you're like, hey, look, I can do this. Hey, look, I can do this. Um, and then you just try and plant it in his ear. But uh, I can't remember exactly how it ever first came up. But a cool story that I do have, because Bill O'Brien is the one that did it. Bill O'Brien is the one who gave me the opportunity to play on Oh, the guy you I fought. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, fought him. Punch for Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what we fought about. I was like, I should be playing every play. Um, <laughs> but his first, I believe it was his first game as head coach. Um, we, it was a home game, and at the end of the game, we were down and we were going to kick an onside kick. And I went up to him and I said, put me on the onside kick team. Mind you, I had never been on an onside kick team. I had no reason whatsoever to be on an onside kick team. But I was I was so confident in myself that I was like, just put me out here. I don't know where I'll go, but I'm going to get I'll this. find the ball. Um, and he was a first – it was his first game as head coach. So he I, – I, I appreciate that he listened to me. He's like, all right, go ahead. So I went out on this onside kick team and didn't even get remotely close to getting the ball, <laughs> didn't even get remotely close to anything. But I always thought that was a cool thing that he was like, yeah, you are – an athlete, you can go out there and get it, so give it a shot. Um, and I also appreciate that with playing tight end because he did give me the opportunity, and, I mean, it was very, very successful. And we'll see you tomorrow, ESPN. All right, nailed it. Perfect. Yep. Let's go. go. Perfect. That was perfect. That was the best ending we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> you were right there on the screws, dude. You were right there on the screws. I, you, All right. No, don't be sorry. As you were, no, no, because no, the clocks change and your clock might not match up with our clock, sure. which might not match up with their clock. There's been a lot of clock issues, big clock problems. Uh-huh. We're swinging around these clock problems yeah. like you know, nobody else's business. But you literally wrap that story up as the show is ending. That's the greatest ending we've ever Boom. had. Right on the money. Hey, I'm proud of you, dude. That's that innate ability. You. You know, athlete. That's that natural athleticism. Yeah. He knew where the line of scrimmage yeah. was. So what did you do on that onside kick? You just you didn't know where the ball was going? Yeah. <laughs> no, like it was one of those that bounced directly to the guy. He caught it and laid down, so there was nothing to do. But I was I literally believed I was gonna get it. I I, I was an idiot, man. <laughs> like I was I literally just had so much self confidence, like unrightfully, that I was like, Yeah, I'm absolutely getting this football. No idea. I didn't even know how to time it up because I've never seen the kicker. It all seems so ridiculous looking back on it, but that unflappable confidence is a massive deal to professional athletes. Mm -hmm. There's a narrative building a little bit that maybe Josh Allen's starting to question himself or maybe some other quarterbacks are starting to lose their confidence. Is that something you can get back, you think, once you lose it? Or have you ever had any issues like that during your playing career? Yes, I, I have, and I can speak to this very clearly because I've, I've gone through this a lot with injuries and things like that, but you definitely can get it back, but there is also something about when you have that unflappable confidence from the beginning and you don't lose it. Like Once you lose it, then always kind of in your head, you know that there can be questions. You know that there can be times where you don't have that confidence. In the very beginning, when you're so naive and you're so you don't know any better, it's like this crazy, unbelievable phenomenon where you just don't believe that anything bad can happen at any point. Um, I was actually just talking to this about uh, with with Matt Burke, the Texans D coordinator, because we were talking about young guys and young team. And I was like, sometimes there is a massive benefit to having a young team because they don't even know what pressure is. They don't even understand what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. 
and they don't even know that pressure is a real thing. So they just go out there and they play and they have fun and they perform better than they might have performed otherwise. Um, but yes, for myself, that first wave of confidence that if if you if you've been there, I know any any great athlete's been there. There is just nothing better than when you're like anything that I do is going to be successful. It is the best feeling in the world. I had that in a pickup basketball game one time <laughs> nice. a few years back. It was awesome. That hoop looked like it was this big. You know what I mean? I was just throwing it up, and then my cardio caught up to me, and it was like, oh, humble time. Sure. How you doing? Keep it moving. But it is nice whenever you see guys in the zone clearly and ladies in the zone clearly. It's a, it's a wild phenomenon because, like, your mindset and confidence is something you can control, but it directly affects your performance, as well in all walks, yeah. whether you're an entertainer, an actor, mm-hmm. uh, comedian, mm-hmm. anything. If you have to perform a craft, if you have confidence, you're going to be so much better. And it's all self-controlled. It makes no sense to me. I, I don't fully no. comprehend it. I got a I got an interesting thing that you guys can relate to here, and I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts. So, at the height of it, you know, 2014, 2015, when I was playing my best ball, I was trying to find literally any edge I could possibly find. And this confidence that we're talking about is one of the biggest things. And Pre-game songs and everything is so important. And you oh, just, yeah, 20% so luck, luck, 50% skill, 20% yeah. power So I had this idea. So I had this idea. And I was literally trying to find any little edge I could find. I had this idea that at the end of the season, I would not listen to any song on my pre-game playlist until the next season started because I wanted that mentality to kick back in at the same time next year. And I didn't want it to, like, fade so once I kicked those songs back on, I wanted it to be right back to it. So, like, I didn't get to listen to Eminem Lose Yourself for six months. You know? Oh, I don't know how you did that, Jeez. especially at that time. Did it work? Did it work? Uh, no. Nope, didn't work. So, uh, <laughs> Actually hated the songs. Nope. Yeah, it turned out. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I, I got hurt. I got hurt that year, so it didn't work. Uh, um, Six so months, of, though. You wasted time. Could have been listening to yeah. great music. Just wasted it. Yeah, it also could have got jacked up for those lifts. You know, yeah. uh-huh. could have yeah. got better. I, yeah. I actually got rid of all my pump up music yeah. for all my off season <laughs> workouts because I thought it didn't work. Hey, you know what? You take that into the next year. That's right. Boom. And then you move. It was forward. a long term experiment. The, the thesis took a long time to play out and uh, not very long to disprove. So that was stupid. Last question, AJ. When you were talking about the whole confidence thing, it got me thinking of. I heard some golfers talk about when, like, as golfers get older, they have like these mental scars because they've been, oh, they've been second place in the major, third place. Oh, they've competed, but they missed putts in huge moments. And as they get older, those scars continue to come up in, in their brain again and again, and it gets harder and harder. Like, you're right when you said it's there's something to having a young naive team. Like, how could you find a, a nice balance of a young naive team that doesn't even know the great things they're doing and don't even understand the stage they're on? also with some vets that get it and are confident and can kind of lead the way. Yeah, 100%. I think you you do have to find that perfect balance because you want vets who are going to let those young guys be naive and be fun and have their and feed off of that because it also gives energy to the vets. It also keeps the vets young and makes them kind of have that have that vibe and have that youth, that fountain of youth. But then you also need those vets to be able to foresee issues that are going to pop up and kind of prevent them from happening without taking away the innocence of those young guys. So whether it's, uh, you know, you're going to win the division and you got to you can't party celebrating the division because you still got to go out there and, and 
secure the number one seed or whatever it was. You got to have the guys that can say, hey, guys, we don't need to celebrate this that hard because we've got bigger goals ahead. Little things like that make such a big difference. Um, and it's just having that right combination of those young guys and those vets. But it makes a world of difference when you get that perfect combination and a coach who knows how to let all of that play out and not get overly into it and not try and micromanage. You're friends with a lot of those golfers, right? Aren't you out there? John Rahm. Yeah. 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 It's golfers are fascinating, man. Fascinating. What did they, they drink? They smoke dope. They, what do they do? What do they do? <laughs> what do they do? No, they, uh, I mean, <laughs> the ones that I know don't do a lot of, they play a lot of golf, man. They play a whole lot of golf and it's the most mental, like it's fascinating to pick their brains and the stuff that they want to learn about because I'm like, they, you know, they'll try and ask me questions about routine and nutrition and, uh, lifting and things and i'm just like i can't do anything remotely close to what you can do i don't know how the hell you want me to help you man like you just piped to drive 350 yards dead center for 18 straight holes and i shot 110 what the hell am i gonna help you with <laughs> so you suck at golf is that what you're saying yeah yeah i suck like john if i play with john he's got to give me two strokes a hole uh and then it's competitive He's uh, number one in the world, though. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good golfer. Pretty good. I don't think you should be comparing yourself to fucking John Rahm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to me, are you a good golfer? Are you like, like? I mean, I shoot I shoot literally on either side of 100 every time I play. I mean, I'm like a 98 to 104. Like, that's my range. But you got to play actual rules whenever you're playing with those PGA guys, right? I My, my brothers and I and my buddies, we always play all, like – ball and hole I, I don't understand how people play this like pick it up bullshit like how do you know your score if you don't put it in the hole exactly where's the ball to get better hey where's the ball it's somewhere in this area well i'm not spending the next 10 minutes looking for it, <laughs> nope. okay so i'm gonna drop, drop i'm gonna drop, we'll drop right? and take a stroke nice. just take a yeah, yeah you take drop a it and take a stroke nice. yeah. i mean okay Stop, maybe right maybe i don't know you'll never know your score then i mean you tell me i don't keep score when i go out most of the time you know what i mean it's just like i feel no i'm sick of all these dudes where i'm like how how are you as a golfer what do you shoot they're like yeah i shoot mid to high 80s and then I'll go out there, and I'm like, okay, let's play. And then we'll play real, and it's 102. And I'm like, don't bullshit me, man. You don't oh, yeah. shoot at 80. Yeah. It's high 80s. See, what I do piece is, like, I won't. You're right. They are True. pieces. True. Everyone lies. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, like, if I'm, if I hit a ball into a high grass area that is not out of bounds, but we all know my ball is in that area, okay? I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not, I'm not like a little puppet looking for this little fucking thing for the next 15 minutes. I don't have time. Who has the time to do that? So I'll drop one in there, though, okay? And I'm hitting this. If I was to get a birdie on that hole, I would not count it. How I keep score, though, is I'm like, mm. got two birdies today, had like a par, and then what you do for the other six? Ah. That could have been any. That's how I play. And I people don't love it, but I'm having a great time out there. And also, I'm never finishing nine holes either. It's Six, seven holes, and then I'm probably out of there. So I'm kind of, buddy. Who has never the time? finishing nine holes? Who Jeez. has the time? JJ It's so long out there. Let alone if you're waiting behind somebody, and then there's people on your ass. It's like I get very uncomfortable. I can't do it. But it would be great to just be able to sit out there in Arizona, hike up Camelback Mountain, oh, have yourself a little Aussie eye, Ooh, you know, do your thing, sure. and then go out there with John Rom and hit the Phoenician, you know, of out course. there. It'd be good. You know, maybe one Come day. on down, Pat. Come on down. Come on down. I am thinking that that's 
potentially a place where the wife and family and I are going to retire at out there in Arizona. It is awesome. It is yeah. so cool. The weather just broke. It's a high of 82 today. Ooh. When you wake up in the morning, it's 63, 64. Oh, you see your breath still. You see your breath out there while mm. you're drinking your coffee? Not this morning, but it'll come. It'll come. Kind of sucks. It's beautiful. Jim, Jim Ursay's down here all the time. Miss Ursay's down here all the time. Refs, got to fix them. How? What a what? I don't know how. I mean, I trust me. I wish I knew the answer. But what a what a tweet! What a tweet! I love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Yeah. That he's just gonna just reckless with it. Just go ahead and reckless? throw it all. What? Yeah, no, this is cerebral. No, in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Doesn't sound like it. I, I would love to see it all fixed. I mean, I, I'm still blown away that we have Hawkeye technology and everything. We can see that where the tennis ball landed on the court to the millimeter the second it happened. Wow. But we got, we got sticks and freaking chains, and I love the chain gang. The chain it. gang are some of the best guys on the planet, but come on. I mean, let's get in the 20, 20th century, not even the 20th whatever one we're in. Yeah, the chain game, we don't take anybody's jobs. You know, oh, we're man. being blamed love for that, that already enough. Hey, don't like that yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, love the chain gang still be there. Celebration. You know, have them walk out there, cool. But that needs not be the actual answer. Yeah. We need the answer to be elsewhere. And allegedly, that Hawkeye technology you're talking about with tennis, not every tennis person believes it. That's our shit. Nope. Not Some every tennis of person b- believes it. Birds thing? I've been telling you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm Gaze? telling you. I've been told by a tennis player. Yep. Who? I think it was McEnroe. It was. I, so. I think it was McEnroe who told us. That he said, oh, now there's questions on whether or not that's accurate, and everybody just acts like it's God. Everybody just like, yep, that's it. And I guess there's been some tennis players who have seen it with their own two eyes, clearly professional tennis players, and then the replay ends up screwing them. And that, that probably has happened to a few people, and they're like, that's not real. Like this ain't, So just one thing leads to another. So allegedly, there is some chatter about it not being <sighs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I know we were buying. We, we need to get some video. We need to do some independent research. Yes. Put a video down the line, match it up with all the Hawkeye. I mean, it's a very simple experiment to do. I'm telling you, we were mind blown as well. Almost cried because it was like we, because I was saying that needs to be yeah, the NFL, yeah. like you said. And then they were like, oh, that brings a whole other set of problems. Are yep. they manipulating it? Are they trying to manipulate the results, is he saying, or is he just saying it's not that accurate? I assume the conspiracy fodder is that they're manipulating it, but I would assume that he's the actual thought is that the technology can't be. Yeah, down to the millimeter every single time. Like, I assume that's what he's saying. I I don't know. The one that blew my mind, literally blew my mind when I found out that they could do this is baseball in the Doppler technology that they have in baseball, where they can get the spin of the ball out of his hand. Like, they know exactly how many rotations on the way to the plate. I mean, that is literally, I I can't figure that out. Did you see Ginkle? I don't know what Ginkle had. I don't know what that rotation was. Probably fucking 2,500 plus RPMs. Ginkle was taking that thing from top of the strike zone. Down to, he was hitting the plate with it. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. That thing was gone. Fucking dropping off the kitchen table. How are the Phillies supposed to hit diggers when that asshole's throwing the ball like that? Well, you can't swing at the ones in the dirt. You think the Diamondbacks are going to win or what, <laughs> uh, JJ? I mean, look at what they've done. They sweep the Brewers. They sweep the Dodgers. They come in in Philly. I mean, yeah. I, you can't bet against them now. You can't bet against Who's them now, can you? AQ said the guy named SeaWorld got signed, and it's been a whole different. He said he's been a fan for six what? months, this Diamondbacks fan. I, I assume you're doing the same thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here acting like I've been some longtime, lifelong Diamondbacks what? fan. I live in Arizona. I've lived in Arizona for two years. I, I support the team in the town that I play in. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely rooting throw for him. first pitch. Yeah, why don't you go out there and throw Ooh. some gas, bro? That'd be sick. Or, I'll, th- I'll throw heat. I'll throw heat. I got no problem tossing some heat in. Hey, you're doing that charity softball game again, I heard, right? Yeah. You want to come? I think I'm busy. I think I'm busy. I think I'm busy. Yeah, yeah no problem. No problem. <laughs> it's a good out. Immediate no's are better than long-term no's. Just when is it? When is it? Happen. When is it? May 4th. That's my going to be fun. That's my it's daughter's birthday. That's my daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Maybe you she, have a great excuse. Maybe, good excuse. Maybe she I'll, I'll tell you what. Kids are the best excuse for anything ever. Oh, buddy. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. I've been learning that. You know what I mean? Certainly need to give an answer to this potential request. Look down at Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you said no. You, you don't want it, right? Yeah. Sorry about you. No. Yeah, I just got to take care of the little one. I'm on I'm on daughter duty today. I'm sorry. Trying to be a good I'm dad, you know. The story's about bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna, That's it. You want to tell her? She's six months old. Okay. <laughs> First one. That's you're right. You're not at birthday party territory yet. Wait till you get to, like, kids' birthday party territory. We just went to one the other day, and um, – it's it's a it's a new world. Never been in this one before. A lot of this, you out of you. A lot of this. Yes, yes. A lot of uh, a lot of very interested people in in uh, saying hello and meeting, and it's great. I love it. I love it. Just be a normal dad, JJ. Yeah. Okay, play cool. Oh, sign JJ, will you sign yeah. my kid? JJ, please. What was your favorite sack? You ever sack Brady? Well, they're all they're also <laughs> all going like this. You know what I mean? I get. I bet you there's. What do you one- think about this tush push, huh? How about this tush push play? What do you think? <laughs> Small talk with <like laughs> JJ. Watt. Oh my god! One of these dads is gonna see this. And J- he definitely. You want to talk about me, yeah. right? Well, I didn't ask about tush push. I, I told you, Jay's been asking dumb questions, and we <laughs> talked to him. We told him to relax. You know, Brad, big Bears fan. You know, he's got a. <laughs> That's good for you. And you don't stick out ever. You can really yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of hang yeah, no, I, I, I go straight to the kids. Like, I go straight to the kids. I'm trying to play with the kids to, like, like you know, they had a little water. I love it. It was a great – honestly, now, because I know somebody's going to see this. It was a great birthday party. I really enjoyed it. Um, but they had water tables, and I just went straight to the water, water table. Tables, playing with time. the kids at the water table. What the hell is a water great table? Great time. What's like, water? Where you just, like, you know, it's, like, the little setup, and it's got a top on there, and then you just put the hose in there, and, like, so the water goes through, like, the pinwheel and just, like, falls down and everything. Kids fucking love it. What do they do? Is bad it? Yeah, yeah kind of just play in there. You get cups splash. in there, and they splash, and maybe uh, get, like, a frog. Waste so much time. Yeah. yeah. You, you get a good 45 minutes out of a water table. Easy. Oh, nice. And then we got to sub in something else yep. immediately afterwards. Yep. But we're not worried about that right now. Hey, does AQ go to any of these birthday parties that you go to? Is he asking any stupid questions? <sighs> I think I'm busy. No, I got. I still got to get together with AQ. I still haven't seen the Fight Club. I, I, I honestly don't know if I want to be a part of the Fight Club Come or on. not. That's just Holy crazy. shit. But I do. JJ, you got to go be a part of this Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. Need you hitting the heavy bag. Yeah, they just beat the shit out of AQ. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't know, man. I just it's in a basement. Uh very rich I don't guy. Know. Uh-huh. Very yeah. rich the basement. Big basement. Big ba- like your basement. Okay. Big basement. Yeah. I there are no basements here, which yeah. was the first thing that threw me off. There are no basements <laughs> here. Nobody has basements. That's so how, that's this how much guy has a basement is something new. Yeah. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, you, this guy had to dig into the desert yeah. to build this fight club. And they do it every single week. I would like you to go in there because I guess there's a drill they do. I get video of it every once in a while. Ray Q's just standing on a wall, and these guys just line up one by one, and they try to take him down. He's just getting trained by these guys. One guy comes mm-hmm. up, tries what? to dump him on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that guy walks tries out. Tries to dump on him? And then next guy comes in, tries to dump him. Oh. And then that guy walks out. Yeah, I, I, I have to be a part of this. This sounds fantastic. They're why saying you're I, the caboose. Why would I not right? want to get trained on in, in 
What the hell? Yeah. Why do you have to retire from the NFL again, AQ? Yes, the yeah. thing. That's the – you could go what last. What's AQ wearing during this? Uh, Nothing. Spanks. I mean, did, did, did the term train throw you off, AJ? Is that what happened there? Because they are what, training in there. Well, all, I'm worried about your neck first off, AQ. And don't worry, I'm also but don't worry about, about my neck. Your, don't worry about my neck. as well. I don't know what's going to happen to you. Well, he's, like he's, people he's, get you, they get your back, they choke you out, they hey, you Pat, know, you're paralyzed. Pat, for I, did you see me go to the ground on that? They, until the last guy. Last guy came in and yeah, got him. Tired. But, but then AQ ended up being up on top of him. You know, he put that thing on okay. him at the end. He did roll. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Was the last guy that said something? He did what now? He did. <laughs> yeah. He did what now? He put that thing up on. Yeah. yeah. He was. Uh -huh. So the first guy oh, came. Tea bag. Tea bag. First, <laughs> yeah. first guy came. We have this footage. Sure. That's, that's, classic. A, that's the most disrespectful move you can do. We got the footage. We got footage. They're not disrespectful. For real. I thought he can't. I don't want him to break his neck. I thought he can't grapple. What are we doing? You can't break your neck if you never go down. That's pretty much what's happening. He's just standing up against this wall throwing these. Was like a centipede? I think there's like dentists that come in there. Yeah, you know, like lawyers that come in there. Okay. They're like, oh, let me go ahead and rough this uh, guy up. <laughs> think they, little baby shot for a takedown on him recently. Yeah, yeah little baby. They tried to shoot for a, for a single leg. He, How'd it go? He just sat on, he didn't Pretty get, well. AQ didn't let him get in close yeah. enough. Nope. He knows how it ends. But he threw that guy and he threw the other guy. I mean, it's a real deal. So are you like a gimmick, like a, like a petting zoo? Like, hey, come in and see our resident NFL players. See if you can take them down. No, uh -huh. I mean, there's, they're, they're making a mockery of this. There's, <laughs> I there's, am there's, not! There's legit fighters there, former <laughs> UFC fighters. Jay Glazer. Now there is some, some doctors. <laughs> There Man. is. So you're like sure. a big dancing bear. But most of these fair. most of these people have some fight experience. I mean, like big time fight experience. And then what? What have I, what have I said that's more? And they couldn't take you down? You're better than big time fight experience? Well, I'm just, I mean, these guys are all well, these guys are 170 pounds and I'm still, I mean, like, I mean, Pat, what are you he argues all the time that he can still throw me around. I can't wait for this day. Yeah, I I'm going, wait. wait till I get the boost of that train. Uh -huh. I'm still 250. Oh, me and JJ coming in together. JJ. Me and JJ coming in together. Oh, yeah. three. Yeah. Three yeah. Train on him. Yeah. yeah. Two you on could, one. You could win a UFC fight? Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Wow. I got, I'm not getting taken down, JJ. Let's just say that. Against a wall. It's him in a wall, bro. He just locks these calves. Have you oh. seen his calves? He locks these calves in, and he's just... Oh, he, he literally becomes one serious. with the wall. Yep. And these little doctors are coming up. Look at that. Jeez. Holy shit. Is yeah, that, JJ. Is something yeah. wrong? Yeah, JJ. Good luck. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking he's okay. That, I'm jealous of that. That is a damn good looking calf. It is. That is a nice calf. He's Thank like, you. And he's working on him in that basement. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> They're only getting better. So it's you you should good calves are a sign of a pretty good athlete an offensive lineman when you got those calves you, i mean you know you're pulling around the edge it's it's a good looking calf Thank the, you. Good the sound you. you heard was his forehead banging into the microphone because that's literally how he just says yeah, yeah. he just headbutts thank you yep. thank, thank you. you good calves hard head guys from pittsburgh yeah beautiful you how are your calves pat how we got how are we working with those you know the deal i got plates down there yeah i got that you know the deal jj you knew that ass too that's another you know what i mean Big ass, big calves. Do you do calf exercises, or is that just one hundred percent natural? Uh, I think calves it's a debate. Genetic. Some people, some, some people think you can't like work on your calves. Some people, calves and traps are both pretty genetic. Really? What have been doing? You can work on them both, but I think calves. You, I can. I've told you before. I can. I can show you a kid's dad if I see they're both their calves. You can show you. Oh, okay. <laughs> those aren't real drama. Drama called those out for real. They're super genetic. All right. JJ, thank you, buddy. You stayed too long today. Are you, hey, on, thank you, guys. Are you on CBS yeah. this weekend or no? I sure am. Anything you guys want me to toss in there? Oh, maybe some words. Oh, oh, here we like go. This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good calf breakdown would be good. Argo land. 
Yeah, have you heard? Of- I'll toss a calf comment in there. I'll toss a calf comment. How about Argo Land? Have you heard about this? 155 million years they've been looking for it. We fucking found it. <sighs> I caught. I caught about three minutes of this conversation. I did not catch the whole thing, and it it put my brain in a blender. But we what happened? We found it. Found, found yeah. it. What we found does it mean we found it? What does that mean? It's just a gigantic it. piece of land? What do you mean? No shit. It's, it's Argo land, JJ. This is disgusting how stupid the show is. Washington Post is right about this show. Do you hear us? This guy doesn't even know what Argo land is. Wake up. Oh, I heard that. No, I heard that. Oh, yeah. You want to talk? Athletic? You want to take your pole and shove it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard it all. Hey, those I see people, it all. Those people are good people. You know what I mean? Those are good people. Well, they're all really good people. That's right. Let's move along. JJ. Today was awesome. Thank you, pal. Uh, I'll, I'll defend it. I'll defend the show. I'll defend the show. But I, if, I get the vibe. I get the vibe. I won't defend it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be cool. I'll be cool. I'll be cool. Be cool, dude. I'll be cool. Yeah, yeah whatever. Cool they were running her mouth, though, weren't they? They were running her mouth. JJ, they were running her mouth. I mean, it's like it's like people are just actively trying to find bullshit. A little smack in the mouth, maybe. Is that what you're saying? Some of these people need. Well, good calves, good ass, maybe a smack in the mouth. I mean, yeah. Like, that's the beauty of sport. Like, you go out there and you settle it on the field. You get hit in the mouth. You get cool. We'll find out who's better, who's worse. Sometimes you lose. That's the way it goes. Hell yeah. But sometimes you win. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do. And those things. You can get a better look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass. But wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? Hell yeah. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Wow. That was really profound, J.J. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Football's our bread and butter because we have a man every single day joining us that's a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that's A.J. Hawk. Yeah, A.J. Hey. The talks to table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One after the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. 12-year NFL vet, Super Bowl game ball champion. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, A.Q. Shipley. We'll be doing it in the trenches here in a couple of moments. We'll also be doing everything DB with the host of that nine-year NFL vet. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Butler. Joining us now. He's a man who last week was in full pads yep. whenever we saw him at the Zotron on the college game day set in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. Former Ohio State legend, now the general of college football and of college football's rankings, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Carpenter. Yeah. General, I want to let you know, you putting on full pads last week was one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. I appreciate your commitment to everything that you do. Today, sleeveless, pretty jocked, huh? You look pretty jocked right now, Bob. What do we got going on over there? 
Uh, you know, I got a little workout in for you today, Pat. Wanted to make sure I was kind of feeling it. It's nice in Columbus when it's nice in the Midwest this late in the year, man. Got to pull those sleeves right off. You do. Hey, listen, if I was you guys over there in Columbus, I'd be having Rooster's Chicken three, four times a day. Bingo. Yeah. It was so good. Hey. So good. So good. Unbelievable. I had it after. So they delivered it while we were still doing the show. After the show, it was kind of cold, the, the one plate. They had warm ones inside. I ate the cold plate. It was like, damn, this is very, very good. Then inside, it was warm. Hey, Roosters is good shit. Really good shit over there in Ohio. You guys should be proud of that, Bobo. Oh, Roosters is tremendous. We do a little show over there every Monday. I bring a whole bunch home for the kids, and it's it's like you know raccoons going through the garbage, just chicken bones all over the place, dead chickens all yeah, over. Yeah. It is uh, it's really good stuff, man. I absolutely love it. We're actually getting them catering for our Halloween party here coming up this weekend. I love the fact that uh, Ohioans are dumpster divers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we are uh-huh. not scared to do that. Pretty. Also, Ohioans, they showed up for us on Friday, Bobo. That weather was terrible. Horrible. Those people were awesome. Please say thank you to everybody you know that was there for us. AJ, you as well. Let's dive in. I assume the top of the top five is going to remain the same after what happened in Columbus this weekend, but where are we at everywhere else, General? So there's a little bit of movement down there at the bottom. If you watched some college football last week, you saw some teams jumping around. Uh, number five, I have Oklahoma. Whoa. You know, they sur- Whoa. Well, they Whoa. survived the tight one, believe me. I was all about Dylan Gabriel. He played well, but Brent Venables, they got to get that defense tightened up a little bit against uh, Gus Malzahn and the UCF. So Oklahoma coming in. At number five, unfortunately, I had to slide Washington out because oh. when you're playing Arizona State, Coach, I, I love Washington. When you're playing Ari- Ar- Arizona State, yeah. you know, a one-win team, we can't be down What's seven to on? three going What's into happening? the fourth quarter. Did you, you at one point have Florida State at five? Or did you at one point have Florida State at five? You know what, Coach? I may have flipped those around. <laughs> <laughs> I, may have, I may have made a game time decision Respect. on the changeup. Yeah. I, yeah. I get this stuff in. I review a little bit of it. I apologize for it as I was sitting there stewing in bed last night. My <laughs> wife goes, what are you thinking about? Listen, I'm thinking about the college football rankings, dear. There's nothing else going on. This is what's running through my head. I can't be watching TV. I'm not thinking about game seven. I'm thinking about the college football rankings. And this Florida State, Oklahoma thing, was really rattling me based on <laughs> what they did last week. Okay, what do you have Florida State at? Are they four? So I got Florida State at number four. Okay, so okay. we can, okay. we can okay. put up we can put yep. up five and four yep. there because we have you can you can flip them around there. I, that's the problem. <laughs> I was sitting there trying to figure out who looked better, and I was struggling because Florida State was losing now. And if Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt, I don't know if they win that game. But Duke's a pretty darn good football team. Riley Leonard goes out, Same and much. all of a sudden you see the Florida State tidal wave take over and so that the two guys at the bottom coach it was it was back and forth with me all night long i understand well we appreciate the fact that you're thinking about this thing and you're putting your efforts into it because honestly that's why we we called you we knew you would take this serious and i think the college football world has been acting accordingly to the general's rankings who's the number three pal all right number three i've got georgia still sitting there and this is going to be a big week for them they've got florida uh Carson Beck, we're going to see what he's going to be able to do without Brock Bowers. And this is the real question, I think, that everybody has. This Georgia team has been rolling, been tested a little bit here and there. You know, got tested by Auburn. Brock Bowers bailed him out. They don't have that safety blanket there anymore. Maybe what some people are considering the best offensive weapon in the country. He is down and probably going to be down at least 
through the remainder of the regular season. And Florida with Graham Mertz, they've slowly got it done. They had a close one against South Carolina last week, but they pulled it out sitting there at 5-2 and two and still alive in the SEC East. At one point, Graham Mertz was completing like 75% of his passes or 80% of his passes or something he, like that. He is, and he threw for 400, I think, against South Carolina. So and ETN's running bananas, right? He, I think he got hurt a couple games ago. He was. They have the backup. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But, yeah, Graham Mertz is playing on a thousand times better than he was at Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's having quarterback issues. They wish they had Graham Mertz. And Florida, I think, has maybe started the season in a bad taste in everybody's mouth because they look like, oh, especially with what yeah. happened last year with Vegas Bowl with Oregon State yeah, and then with sure. Utah, it's like, oh, Napier's like, they, they got a team. And mm-hmm. Georgia without Bowers is a real – hey, that's a real question. I mean, we're going to see here, but Georgia's Georgia is how I believe. I think that's why you have them at three still at this point. Who's at number two, General? Uh, number two, we've got the guys who have been – Doing as much scouting as anybody in the country, coming oh. off a nice 49 to nothing win. The Michigan Wolverines, JJ McCarthy looks really good. Jim Harbaugh looks good. The run game looks good. Defensively, they, they're checking all the boxes as they beat down their in state rivals. And they got a bye coming up before they got a nice, tough stretch here to finish the season. Uh, good effort on the swapping of four and five there, boys in the back. Great work after the graphic was already made with the error. You know, you can kind of swap these. AJ, I want to ask you this question. Okay. You're the president of Ohio currently. Okay. Obviously. Sure. Yeah. You are. You're Ohio's mm-hmm. finest, okay? Stop with the sure stuff. Yeah, own it. We know. It's not a sure thing. It's a we know. You are an Ohio State legend since his freshman year, dropped mm-hmm. in there doing his thing, national championship, yeah. living in the area, going to the game, big pop when he's there, A.J. Hawk, A.J. Hawk, chance everywhere. I mean, it was awesome. You know, it was like we were literally with the Pope in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the Pope's into, but I do know that A.J. loves himself some Ohio State, and he's in there. His license plate says Ohio State legend. Mm-hmm. We're talking yeah. about being oh, – so yeah. you obviously hate that team up north. Two For, letters. Huh? But yeah. Too many letters to fit on a license, but you got to no. It's a circle. Yeah, it was a circle thing next to the thing. It said Ohio State Legend right here, and then it had AJ Hawk. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. AJ Hawk, forty-seven. It was like an F-350. You know, that thing's on diesel. So, with that team up north, and how much you guys hate them, with all these things that are coming out about the signals, how do you feel, and how does Ohio feel about it? I I feel like this is kind of like a boy who cried wolf type situation, where until we see something that's like deemed absurd when it comes to stealing signs. I don't think a lot of us are believing that. Is that how Ohio feels or, or are we feeling differently than most of Ohio State fans? I, I don't know. And I don't know exactly how Bob feels, but I, I mean, it seems like this was much more elaborate than we may have thought of at the beginning and all of this stuff going together. I can't imagine how much of work it would be to try to pair up like a video of the signals to the play call to the, the all of the stuff that has to go on. Like, I don't think it gives them that big of an advantage. Either way, whatever they're doing, I'm sure that it sounds like whatever's going on, they broke the rules. I don't know what the consequences may be, but I don't think it got him as much help as some people might think. But have we found out if they were recording? Like, we heard a surveillance video might come out or is... People to- claim they were they were filming, like, sitting across from a bench, filming on their phone, like, the signals. Like, they, they claim all this stuff, but we don't know. Like, we haven't we have, seen we- any of it, right? And then, like, allegedly, the Connor Stallions uh, uh, yep. guy... He had a document called the Michigan Manifesto That's right. that he was yeah. piecing together yep. that was about how he was going to run the Michigan program whenever he was inevitably in charge Rogue a couple of years. I mean, it's like the, the story's getting absurd, and I think all of us want to just be like, where's the fucking video of them just filming a sign from some team? Mm-hmm. And it's, if we see that, then I think everybody's going to be like, all right, cheaters, that's too far. But right now, it's been a lot of wording, you know, generally. I haven't really – I don't know. Everything I've heard now, it's just like all – 
potential, hypothesize, it's this. How do you feel about it, General? So that's what everything, like you said, there's a lot of accusations out there until I start to see a video of my man sitting there with his phone, like zooming in, watching across like Chet Holmgren's dad when he was at uh, Gonzaga filming his son from the sideline. Nice. You know, like that's what I'm envisioning here, like a grown man standing up and filming, you know, the other team like the whole time, which really not supposed to do. So they said they have documentation with that. We'll see. I do know this, like when you're buying all tickets digitally, unless my man Connor Stallions, which with a name like that, I'm not even sure that's his real name. Maybe he's like a Jason Bourne type dude. And he's Maybe. got a bunch of different passports and credit cards. True. But all that stuff's digital now. So if it's out there, it will come out. It's just a function of when do we get to see it and how much of it is actually real. I agree. I think what's real and what isn't is the big question mark right now. Because you've heard every human that's ever been in competition pretty much be like, yeah, we're trying to steal signs all the time. But if you go past that ethic level of like morals and like what everybody else isn't willing to do, then I think you'll see everybody turn. But until then, I think it's just a lot of maybe, maybe, maybe at this point. The only new thing I saw on that last break was the whistleblower name. They, they're saying that they know who's leaking all the information. Oh. Yeah, and allegedly this son of a bitch ran Coach Rod out of town yeah, too. Yeah, it's hardball. Uh -huh. Yeah, this guy ran Rich Rodriguez out of town. This guy used to be a University of Michigan Regents uh, member. Board of Regents member or whatever. And I guess he does not like Harbaugh, so he's the one leaking yeah. that this is potentially allegedly. And he's also the one who ran Rich Rodriguez out of town, is allegedly. This, is this manifesto uh, news coming out? Is this this is them, This is Michigan starting to try, start to try to say he's a rogue agent. Yeah, they're throwing <laughs> that son of a bitch under the bus <laughs> as quick as yep. they can. Thanks. Stallions? Oh, yeah. So. Yep. I think so. Which, Which tells you all you need to know about them supporting the troops. That's why I was going to ask if AJ, if he supported the troops, because he was questioning his motives, too. Well, Mike, hold on. Would be a good move to be like, you're going to look at that guy's computer and you're going to see some stuff. He was trying to take overtake my job, yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Manifesto, 500 I, pages. I don't like this at all. I'm just learning this guy was trying to plan on taking me out. Wow, that would be a good uh, or separate yourself from the guy that has uh -huh. been linked to everything you've done. And maybe that was the race in the hole from the get go. Like Harbaugh told him, "Hey, I'm going to need you to write a 500 page manifesto. So if this does come <laughs> out, we can just say, hey, this guy's a lunatic. Okay, <laughs> yeah, nothing new with me." Connor Stallion's like 500 pages. He's always well. It's got to be real, Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Start typing now. Need a new computer too because they're going to burn your other one because we got to get all that film out of there. It seems like a lot of smoke. A lot, a lot of smoke. Mm -hmm. Need to see the fire. I still think there's a smoking gun out there. Because uh, otherwise, it, they, the NCAA is just setting themselves up to look like bigger assholes than everyone well, already thinks they are by, like, making this so public and doing all that. Like, why would you – like, they're, they're basically setting this up like, like they do have it, and they're kind of just waiting for the dominoes to fall and for – like a couple weeks now to just be like, oh shit, we were wrong. He really, he, this guy just loves college football. He was just going, he was going to games with buddies. Like that would just be, I well, don't know. The the one thing they they got video of him right beside Michigan's D coordinator Jesse Minter, like on the sideline during games, like having conversations hey, while there's stuff going on. You know the run pass stuff, like, and people say you can get that off the TV copy. So yesterday, I just watched the first half of the Miami Clemson game. And you can't see coaches signaling at all anymore. Like the opposing sideline, you really can't see. And now you see those guys put the paper up and the giant boards behind their coaches. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, if they have video, it's all going to be there. Either they have it, someone has it, or they don't. So I'm just curious when this crap's all going to get released or maybe it's all much ado about nothing. Uh, I don't the, – the authority, Pete Thamel, like, you know, he used to work for Wall Street Journal, I think, and, like – They yeah. won awards. He won an award. Like, he is basically saying, like – the sure, Big Ten sure. coming out and saying something, and the NCAA coming out and saying something, just my journalism brain is telling me 
there is going to be something because to your point, they're not just going to throw. Big Ten's not just going to throw Michigan under the bus. Exactly. These guys are cheaters, right? For no reason. Mm -hmm. But what if it is the rule like from 1994 on? You're not allowed to send people to games to scout things. Like I think it's going to be tough to sell to a lot of NFL people because remember we just learned that this rule existed in college. On Friday, I think that, that is when we learned about this entire. And for the Big Ten to do that when Michigan right now is oh, like yeah. a legit national championship contender, they're undefeated. Like that, it just it would make no sense for them to kind of like tarnish that while they're in the middle of this run. Well, there's another team in the Big Ten, and I do believe they're potentially on this general's top five and has not been listed yet. Who's number one, General? Coach, it's got to be the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, fifty-nine congrats. and a half minutes. They held the Penn State Nittany Lions to six points. I mean, we talk about winning and scoring a lot and all these things. It looks like the silver bullet defense might be back. I think they're going to lean into that. And then you got Marvelous Marvin running around out there. I mean, 11 catches, got over a buck 60. You can do whatever you want to try to go cover that guy. He is almost unguardable. And, you know, for my money, if one of these quarterbacks doesn't emerge, he might end up winning the Heisman Trophy and be the best player in college football this year. He got hot. Yeah. He got hot there, mm -hmm. and they, they they fed him early too, and mm -hmm. then missed him a couple of times, and then in the second half he just kind of took over. He's so much bigger, I think, whenever you see him in person than it looks like when you're watching on TV. And his hands oh, are just massive, gigantic. Man. He's a weapon. And McCord, what'd you learn from McCord? You think he's a quarterback that can lead a team to the college football playoff? Yeah, because they're, they're playing a team with a really solid pass rush. They had over 20 sacks, and listen, not every game is going to be perfect for a quarterback, but he hung in there. He delivered the ball when he needed to. You know, he was very efficient on the day, and I think he's only getting better. You've watched this Ohio State offense. They've continued to improve. They're playing better competition, and they're beginning to move the football, and they've been able to lean into their defense while they've done it. So they're, they're ascending, and I'm looking forward to that Saturday after Thanksgiving, man. That's going to be a heck of a game. And this week, too, Friday night up at Madison, AJ will tell you some stories about playing there at night. It can get a little rowdy and wild. Yeah, they jump around, right? Oh, yeah. They jump around up there, don't they? They do jump. Good they do. Jump. And Fickle jump. knows the program. How'd you do over there, AQ? Did you win a lot of games in Wisconsin? Yeah, 49-14 to 14 twice. Wins. What about in the horseshoe? How'd you do over there? Uh, one and one in the horseshoe. How'd you feel about your Penn State team? First win in 30 years. Okay, like, how'd you feel about your Penn State team on they Saturday? They stunk. They stunk. They didn't show up. Offensive stinks. Offensive game plan was... It was Franklin cop to watch. James Franklin's stats are getting better and better against yeah. top ten teams and are on they? the road and everything like that. Yeah. Are they? they are every day of the passes they get better. <laughs> you, you really so? thought they were going to win. You really thought a lot of people were going to win. Did you get a chance to see how you did on the NFL? Ah, uh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> you you were so confident with every pick. The Penn State one over Ohio State, obviously, yep. uh -huh. right? And then the NFL picks every single one. There was a full two and nine. <laughs> Two and nine. How'd you guys do? Me, I got, Close to me. I got five of them. Very, I Thank barely you. got you. <laughs> Thank you. I got five of them. I did a lot of research on this. I felt good. I mean. Tough weekend. Tough weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I do appreciate how matter-of-fact you were with everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, going to need those. Because on paper, I felt real good about every one of them. That's good for TV. Yeah. 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 I, you should see me on game day when I'm making these picks. Oh, That's guaranteed. the one. Rutgers. This team's going to do Rutgers over Michigan, I said. I, I didn't watched, know that Michigan that knew all of Rutgers playing. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. I didn't know that was the case. I mean, Shiano, I thought he would have him better hidden. Uh, any gimmicks this week, General? Yeah, I got two gimmicks for you this week, Coach. Number one, a guy that you have on every Thursday. They try to bury. We buried after they lost to Texas. But 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. Since then, all they've done is rattle off seven wins in a row. They were down 20-7 to against Tennessee. You're thinking, hey, they're cooked. They're done. This is it. Alabama is done for this season. They battle back. My man is like Jason in Friday the 13th. You cannot kill Nick Saban in this Alabama Crimson Tide. It's Halloween weekend. He keeps coming back. He's like a vampire, man. He doesn't age, and he looks the same, and his teams always play great. They're uh, ninth, I think, in the country right now. Here we go. They're back in the top ten. Yep. Don't look now. You know, they go on a run, especially with no Brock Byers down there in Georgia. Woo! All of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, is old, what you call him, a vampire, Nick Saban, back in the college football playoff. We should see. Seems like he's having fun this year, too. Yeah, does, truly. Does. He's chewing on cigars. Having a cigar, yeah. yeah. Doing his thing. What, what else do we have? This was incredible. Uh, Halloween theme. I appreciate that. Oh, we got a Halloween theme. And then we've got one, the Cinderella man, Tony Elliott. He's been at Virginia for a long time. Nice. They had not win money games. They were three and seven last year. This year they were two and five. And against North Carolina, coming out of nowhere to beat the Tar Heels. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I didn't. I don't know, AQ, AJ, any of you guys, like no one saw that. And you know what? Getting a big victory. I love to see a guy who, you know what, after a couple years, finally gets a nice signature win. And hopefully this will be a little opportunity for him to rise the Virginia Cavaliers up the ranks in the ACC. Hey, congrats, Coach, getting that big win over UNC. Cinderella man, Cinderella man. That's a good song from Eminem as well. Oh, yeah. Great it's popped one. up on the other day. It's not bad. I forgot he even sang that thing. I don't think I've ever heard it. Oh, what? Tony. Yeah, you have. It's a great what? song. Oh, come on. Yeah, you have. Come I gave up music. This like, is almost like a Mighty Ducks Was situation. it within the last um, 10 years? Or? Anyways, let's move on. Thank you so much. The General, Bob Carpenter. We love you, buddy. When did it come out? I gave up music in 06. Damn. It was, it was definitely what? after that. It was, yeah. See? Yeah, I gave mean, when you graduated in, high school. Yeah. Gave up music. Gave up music. On, on spot. Called it. It's a yeah. long time. You said I mean, no more happened? new songs. Yeah. No new friends. No new songs. Yeah. No good music only. come out since, age. I gave it up. It's been a lot of good music. Yeah, tell that there. to Kid Rock, you son of a bitch. Hey, that was all before. <laughs> Jeez. What's your problem? Oh, all before? We the People ones. was before? Your ringtone was before 2006? You're an idiot. Kid Rock's bar was packed, though. I will say down in Nashville when we were down there for a day or two. A lot of boozing in that place. Yeah. A lot of boozing. A lot of boozing. There's a video that came out of Kid Rock from Kid Rock's place. Everybody in there was drunk, but the internet saw it sober. And they yeah. said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. People were surprised. And Kid Rock said, you know, that's Kid Rock. Bob's trying to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Bob's trying to get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah. That's happened since 2006. Yeah. You didn't pay attention to any of it. You're a bad guy, dude. No new songs for real since 2006? No. What was, when was Carter 3? 09? And, and then oh, another eight. one. Hold on, I think there's another one coming out. Yeah, the, the Carter. Oh, sorry for yeah. the wait times ten. No, no, this one's got. This one's going to be good. I can feel. Also, Meek Mill, uh, Rick Ross, November 11th. Ooh, I think they got a new album coming out. Here we go. That's going to be worth it. Creed's got a new album coming out. But I feel like we sit over there and because say, the Minnesota Vikings. I think that's a big reason why. Yeah, and uh, the Rangers. Yeah, Scott Staff has also just been at Rangers games. Well, Creed has led a lot of champions. I don't know if they have led this particular champion. Ladies and gentlemen, this lady is a friend of the program. She's also an absolute badass. This Friday, for the first time ever, she will be fighting in the first ever 12-round, three-minute-per-round, unified title fight for the women's 
ever. Normally it's 10 rounds. This time it's 12 rounds. The goal here obviously is more fighting, more exciting, maybe a little bit more equal pay for these women who are absolute dogs in the ring. For the unified featherweight title on Friday on DAZN Live in Orlando, this lady will be putting her 45-2-1 record on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Serrano. Hey guys, thank you for having me. I'm here at the beautiful Caribe Royale um, Resort in Orlando. I'm super excited for Friday night. Okay, let's talk about this. You'll be fighting in 12-round fight, first time ever. I think you wanted to do this before against Katie. She declined in Madison Square Garden. Now you're getting an opportunity to here against Danila. So tell me how and why we got to this point. And does this, I assume this helps you because your cardio is absurd. <laughs> well, yeah, I worked on that for this fight. It was 12 three-minute rounds. Um, yeah, first unify. I'm the Unspirit Champion, um, and we're going out. You know, I asked Katie to for when we was going to fight because it was such an iconic fight um, at an amazing uh, arena. For the amount of money we were getting, I think it was a, a great night to, to do that. But, you know, she denied, but I asked my, my mandatory, my WBO mandatory, Daniela Ramos, and she said yes in two seconds. Um, I know she's a tough and rough fighter. And she said, let's do it. And we're doing it here Friday night. Um, I'm just thankful for my team for allowing me to do this. Um, obviously, uh, Florida Commission, the Caribe Royale for having me. And um, I, I can't wait to put on the show Friday night. Hell yeah. Go ahead, AJ. I know it's, <laughs> it's scheduled for, for 12 three-minute rounds. Do you have any expectations for it to go that long? We know you have those heavy hands that seem to, to put people out. Well, you're so right. It's scheduled for 12-3 uh, <laughs> or less. But, yeah, no, with, with my power, I think that extra minute and um, either the extra two rounds, I think um, I think I, I you will see a lot more knockouts um, in, in me and in women's fighting in general. You know, this is the first step for – for women, um, equal pay, equality, and I think I, I just hope that I can open the doors for these women in the sport. You know, my legacy is already done. It's cemented. Now it's time for me to work on the, the future of women's boxing, as well as the present. How do you feel about your talent at this stage, though? You fighting better than ever? You said your legacy is already there. You fighting better than ever? Who are we going to see on Friday? <laughs> oh, you're going to see a different Amanda Serrano, you know? We just added a new uh, strength and conditioning coach. Boy, was I running to make sure that my cardio is there. You know, I, I love to throw punches and bunches, and I want to maintain that in three minutes. Um, I know it might be a little crazy, but, you know, you're going to see the old vintage Amanda, the real deal Serrano. Um, I love to give the fans uh, what they pay for, and you're going to see that. And I just put an extra minute, and um, – you, you have to tune in Friday night. Let's if you go. can't make it at, to the Caribbean Royale, make sure you watch it on the zone because it's going to be a great night and, and it's supporting women. When did you start fighting, Amanda? I started at 18 years old. I was a little older in the game because now women are starting five, six years old. So I started at 18 years old. I've been a, a professional for 14 years, 14 long years. And now is when um when we're having fun now the last two years have been the best times of my life signing with mvp when akisa and jake paul um they changed my 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 life around they changed my career around and um now it's time to like i said um open the doors for these women in, in the sport and 
um, yeah, equality, equality, equal pay. We deserve it all. Hey, shout out to most valuable promotions. And obviously they picked the right lady to kind of push behind. You are a beast. You're fun to watch in there as well. Happy you got into this thing at 18. AQ Shipley is Thank in a fight you. club every single week. He has a question for you. Amanda, we're a big boxing program over here. So we're just curious, being a Southpaw, fighting against an Orthodox fighter this weekend, what challenges present themselves? Are you just looking to avoid the overhand right all, all weekend? That's good. Well, I know that's, um, that's one of her favorite punches. And, and in my training camp, that's all we worked on. We worked on keeping my, my hand up. Um, I have one of the best sparring partners, Jason Velez. Um, he, he watches and studies my opponents, and then he comes and, and he spars me just like them. And sometimes I laugh when I'm in the fight because I'm like, wow, I've seen this before. So, yeah, we've been working on that. I've been working on um, little different things, how to stay calm, how to keep my hands up, how to, you know, walk down my opponents and, and just be be the same aggressive fighter, but just a little smarter. You know, we have that extra minute and I just want to be make sure that I'm I'm a little patient because I want to set up my punches and set, set up for the knockout. Tom Diggs has a question for you. Yeah, man, you mentioned uh, signing with Jake Paul. Have you got and, and advancing the sport for women? Have you guys talked about doing putting on potential celebrity women fights, seeing how big it's been in the men's world? Um, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously, we women first, <laughs> so you know, a lot of women don't want to get punched in the face. You have to be a little um, on the the side where you don't you don't don't mind getting punched in the face. But I mean, I think it would be cool. It would bring some excitement, like it has with the with the males. Um, but I don't know. I haven't personally thought of um, Amanda, I think you're fighting male celebrities. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you fight <laughs> male. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where, I mean. Island boys or something. Yo, the island. Ooh. Yeah. Island, one island boy at a time. Yeah. You're like, I'm in. Boom. See ya. Next bad time. bunny. Boom. See ya. I don't know if you want bad bunny. He's going to be a champion in WWE. Britney yeah. Spears could be. No, bad. no, no, not bad bunny. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that is something. Maybe Britney Spears. She could be a little scrappy yeah. in there. Yeah. She wrote I mean, the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad, bad Bobby. All right, so that's, too funny. that's future business. It's yeah, future business. Yeah, right. Not now. We're going to we got a unified <laughs> yeah, title fight know, right. on Friday. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, man, and not to look ahead, but Friday night after the fight is over and after you knock all of Ramos's teeth out and send her back uh, to her corner, <laughs> after a long, arduous, tough training camp, what I mean, what are we eating after the fight? What's what's your go-to cheat meal, and uh, how are you going to attack that after you beat the hell out of Ramos? A nice big juicy cheeseburger. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shake, yeah, or Pepsi or or a, a soda, but usually a milkshake and nice um, oh. cheeseburger. Ooh. What is Fight Camp schedule, and what is the diet of Fight Camp? Well, fight, this fight camp, I, I really, you know, um, this fight is not just about me. Um, this fight is about women's boxing and, and uh, to change the sport, you know. So I trained extremely hard. I hired uh, a new strength and conditioning coach, like I said before. And boy, I thought I used to run before, but I ran a lot just to make sure that I have my lungs are, are right for the fight. And I lost toenails. Um, I, <laughs> I, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears this camp. And it was um, three times a day. Um, like I said, running for, for an hour, and maybe sometimes more. But it was intense. It was intense. Um, uh, I was really, I, I needed to, to make sure that I, I give the fans what they want and, and female boxing what, what they want. How long was camp? 
Campbell's um five weeks, five to six weeks. Hey, let's go. It all pays off on Friday. Yeah. AJ has a question for you. Yes. With that new strength coach, how much more running did you do compared to what you did in previous camps in, in your career? 1,000% more. <laughs> it was an increased cycle, 100%. You know, I, I used to run um, 20 minutes. I used to run for, for, for the fight. So I'll fight 20 minutes. So I will fight over 20. I will run over 20 minutes. This time, they said, nope. Um, I, when it worked for me for my fight, I would go 10 rounds like nothing. But we said it's different. Um, and I, you know, it was a dream of mine. I, my training camp was in Puerto Rico. So it was a dream of mine to run the, the uh, Moro. Whoa, that became a nightmare. I, I literally, that night, I, I cried. I never run, ran that. It was all hills. It was over an, about an hour. And I said, well, I need to, I, I need to hire this guy. First, I, it was just a tryout. I said, we need to hire this guy. And he helped me out tremendously. Because I, I sparred eight rounds and I like I wanted to die. But the next sparring session, I was able to do 10 rounds and it was so much better. And it helped me out a lot. We can't wait to see the best Amanda Serrano on Friday night on DAZN. That you will. Live from Orlando, 12 three-minute rounds. Empowered women empower women and here's an empowered exactly. woman spending some time <laughs> with us we appreciate the hell out of you amanda no thank you so much for having me thank you for everybody who's involved in making this fight my team jordan maldonado nakisa jake paul mvp um carib royale thank you for having me florida all the organizations for putting this fight together uh we're making history together friday night i hope you guys tune in and, and watch and just thank you. Thank you for all the love and support. And women's boxing, we're here to stay. Hell yeah. Uh, question. That was a great promo right there. Thank you to all those people. <laughs> do you do virtual reality boxing? Have we done virtual reality boxing yet in the uh, thing? Have you I have. I have a long time ago when the Wii came out. <laughs> and the Wii, no, it's not real. That wasn't virtual, yeah. I need to know if that's real or not. Because I'm knocking people out in there, Amanda. I'm not, I mean, I am putting uh, people, I'm putting motherfuckers to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking real quick. I love you, Pat. I love you, Pat. But I would have to say it's different getting punched in the face. For real. What? <laughs> what? I guess. All right. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't get hit in the face on Friday. Amanda Saron. Yeah. <laughs> hey, DeZone, let's go. Friday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 12 three-minute rounds. First time ever. Wow. That's sweet. And that is. Fury, Fury and Ganu on Saturday as well, like at 2 p.m. I saw. Okay. I Strength and conditioning coach for uh, Ganu, like college roommate of mine. Really? really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's what pretty cool. Dog. Yeah, I just Sweet. I was scanning the internet and I saw one person holding bands behind Francis and and the picture is Francis Ngannou, and then I looked in the back, I'm like, sent a text. Are you <laughs> excuse me? Are you uh yeah, man, heading Saudi Arabia tomorrow or whatever? I'm like, holy fuck. Wow. Okay, let's go, boys. Now I think it's gonna be a tough task against Tyson. You know, yeah. and Tyson's already scheduled his next fight already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh Tyson, I watch his reality show. He needs boxing. Yes. Like uh, for his. So I don't think he's ever not training. I don't know how that one's going to go. And I'm pulling for France. It's a great story. But anytime we get to see France or Tyson, oh, yeah. yeah. Just dancing. His, his dad was in that crazy. cage uh, during the Tommy Fury weigh ins and almost yes. went. That was. That Punching guy's the glass. The or, yes. His dad lives in a. Uh, I'm not even getting into it because I don't know what's real and what's not real in that reality show. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time <laughs> with the Furies yeah. watching them on Netflix. Love the family. Absurd family, yeah. incredibly talented family. But his dad's saying, I created the 
the world champion, pretty much using that as his strength. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I fucking created the world champ. So I, ipso facto, I am. The I world too champion. am the world champion. He, he is. It is awesome. I love that. He's on the show Friday, Tyson. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Tyson Fury's on the show Friday. Nice. We'll be live in Utah. He will not be, but he will be live on the program. Can't wait to talk about how he feels. We'll be back tomorrow, you know, Thursday night football. Oh, let's go. Week eight starting. We'll Woo. have a reaction to some games from tonight happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, tomorrow's a beautiful day. Today oh, was yeah. packed. It was. Packed. Oh, yeah. A lot packed. of conversations. Yeah. Tomorrow, too. Can't wait. Let's just keep going, baby. Hell, yeah. That's right. We appreciate you all so much. AJ, great show today, pal. You did great. Hey, great show, boys. All right. D-Butt, yesterday you did your thing. Yep. Oh. <coughs> Today, I think it's time for AQ Shipley to try to win some people's money. Let's go. AQ, what do you want to do? You tell me. No. No, no, no. no. You, you, you tell me. Is he going to grapple with somebody? Hey. All right, go stand on a wall. We're on train on you. Who, who can get me down? What's that? Do you face me? the wall or do you face away from the wall? Well, at the end, he was facing wanna, the wall. Uh, how many do we got? We got three. We got there's another one down here. Oh, you're going football. Yeah, I'm going football. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. You don't need them. This is the hardest make one. Make the first one. Yeah. Oh, which one do you want to put in it? That one. Okay. okay. All right. So if Pitt stains here can make a, that football <laughs> into that basketball hoop right over it there, happens. we will give 25 people $500 who retweet this tweet and say something nice to somebody in the same reply. Put the easiest way to pay you. Here we go. Thank you. You look more confident than normal in this particular. Well, I'm wearing an XL shirt today. That's why. XL? That might be why this is a little. Look at you, though. You're fitting into XLs. Not bad, huh? Hey, good for you, pal. You look good. Will the right. throw be good? Will 25 people win $500? We shall see as the Super Bowl champion, AQ Shipley. Ooh. That was on the line. That was wow. like uh, the equivalent to Daniel Jeremiah's three point shot. A little short, just on line. Sure. Uh, yeah, but you you didn't really follow through. It feels yeah. like a shot wow. put that yeah, short been, arm. You didn't look. Good, I've been bro. throwing them up in the rafters the last couple weeks. So. Ladies and gentlemen, if AQ Shipley can put that ball into that hoop there right over go. there, twenty five people win five hundred dollars. All you gotta do is retweet this post, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you in the same reply. Wearing the Henley, extra large, pits on fire. Oh, oh man, that looked good, man. Yeah, that was good. He, he has been putting them long. Remember, he, your, your one and only game ball you have, he threw against the bricks as hard as he could. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yep. right. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, A.Q. Shipley is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he is. He's an incredible athlete in high school. He was the best high school basketball player in the city. Basketball? Yeah. He's actually in the Hall of Fame for the Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic League's Basketball Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah, so he's used to putting a ball in the hoop. Now we're putting a football in the hoop? Uh -oh. Wow. What Tough. a crazy thing. Tough. If you're able to pull this off, 25 people, $500. All you got to do is just make it. There's five of those balls can fit into that hole right there. Come on. Just Come on, need Keish. one of them. Come on, Keish. Five balls, one hole, one man. Nope. Missed the backboard. I tried for the bank. That Get time. legs, huh, ball? This is the bank. bank side, pal. No, I'm going this way. Bank on this side. Oh. I, got I mean, it. you hit this the back. physics, I don't think. Really help you in this one. Yeah, you got to be a left. Hit the bear. Yeah, the that's. Bear the I think this is the right physics. Go you, here. Yeah, but hit top right corner of the paint. Like a layup. Yeah. So just like on this side. Yeah, pretty much. Layup. Bingo, and got it'll it. go down into the left. That's got pretty it. much the game. Mm -hmm. okay. If AQ Shipley is able to put this ball into that hoop right over there, twenty-five people. Five, you know what? 30 people. Wow. $500. Wow. All you got to do is retweet this post, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you in the same reply. AQ Shipley in the trenches. Ooh. Oh, no. Perfect location, Keish. Yeah. Slow higher. The speed. 
That was the one. Too yeah. fast? Yeah, too much speed. Nah, it's too low. Not yeah. enough speed. Hey, throw it a little higher. Look, All right, look. yeah. I onside kicked that ball to myself. Let's throw it off the bricks. Perfect. Just put the ball you in ready? the bucket. Ladies Fire and gentlemen, out there. if AQ I mean, Shipley can put this ball into that hoop over there. I got robbed today twice. This one doesn't. That is the man who is going to try to win 30 people $500. Look at that athletic stance. Look at those hip pads. Yeah. That's Moon Moon Township. That man used to be a high school basketball stallion. He'd go on to be a Remington Award winner, a unanimous All-American, a 12-year NFL vet, a Super Bowl champion, and now he can win 30 people $500. All he has to do is put that Duke in that hoop right over there. Go ahead, AQ Shipley. Let's make it happen for the people. Another, Another day of losers, and now we make a mess. Because we're children. All right. Unbelievable. <sighs> I think you got one more. Ty's calibrating yeah, it for you. Have one more. Oh, I do. <laughs> I was going to sit down all the way then. No, I love this ball. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Wilson made a dorsal fin football that was certainly sold to, to people, but never really enjoyed. No. That's right. It's impossible to play catch with, but I will tell you what it is possible to do. Put it in a hoop. If AQ Shipley can do that, we'll give 40 people oh my $500. Holy Whoa. All you got to do is shit. put that dorsal fin into that hoop right over there, AQ. That one. Whichever one. I'm going to go with that one. This one. Yeah. Okay. 40 people, $500. Quick 20 grand potentially wow. out of this building on your shoulders, in your hands, underneath your sweaty pits. AQ Shipley, make 40 people's days we go. better today. Here we go. Oh, baby. Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good with that, that ball. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I thought that was it. I As I was too. watching, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I did too. It. Ty, great, great fucking job. Great, calibration. Great yeah, good calibration. Yeah. Great calibration. Good job, Ty. Like, yeah. Way to go, AQ. Way to go, DB. Good yeah. work, boys. Big thanks to Amanda Serrano. Uh, big thanks to Bobby Carpenter, JJ Watt, Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Hockey's awesome. Let's remember that. Yep. That's right. Football sweet too. Yep. We're very lucky to do this. AJ, take care. Can't wait to be in Utah with you on Friday, pal. It's going to be sweet, man. Hey, what's the weather looking like? Are we going to be all right? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, I think it's not too too terrible. Yeah, it got better yesterday. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Out. I think it'll be in the 40s, I think. Yeah, 40, high, high, high of 54, but you know, we'd probably be there in the morning. Uh, but it's sun. Yeah, it'll be sunny. Okay. Boom. Okay. Still tank top weather for you? Guys want to head south? Come on over. I mean, over in Ohio. It was rainy, 48 degrees. I had a tank top on out there. Yeah. People thought I got soft because I had that one long sleeve shirt that my wife bought me. Well, no, you just brought that, though, so you could put it, drape it over Herbie's shoulders when he got cold. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. I did bring a flannel for Herbie, who was... Yeah, yeah hands, hands in pockets. pockets. <clears throat> that was tough. <laughs> that was did tough. you guys see that at home, how cold he... I don't know. Crazy. It was not. Was it talked about on the internet how cold Herbie looked? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I've I've been trying to stay away from checking the internet these days, mm-hmm. but I don't know if enough was talked about how cold Herbie was. And then chivalry's not dead. No. no. <laughs> I put my flannel yeah. right around him. Yep. Right around him. I noticed mm-hmm. AQ didn't give Herbie his hand warmers that he had. At all. Hand warmers were great, though. That was yeah. a game changer. Smart. Smart. I'm Herbie Hall of Famer. I'm going to bring those this Friday. I'm not getting into it. Rose Bowl Hall of Famer. Who's that? Kirk Herbie. Congrats, Herbie. Herbie. Not getting into it? Just like the red light thing, the weight loss, the train in the basement yeah. thing, yeah. the wow. hand warmers yeah. thing in 48-degree weather. They say tough. Arizona thins your blood. You know, it's a lot tougher out there. 
right. Oh. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm about done with it. We learned a lot today about the Giants. We learned a lot today about sports. <laughs> you did. Let's continue to do that every single day. You learn something new, you always get better. And that's what we're aiming to do. We appreciate you all so much. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice about changing their life. Goodbye.